What's up? Welcome to the OKB Podcast, episode 77. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye. Joining me this week is the bane of my existence, Moises Tavares. What's up, Moises? Is that my official title? Because I'm down for that. Yeah, that's the one I'm keeping. I, I think it fits you uh, pretty well. Like it's, it seems to encompass everything, all of what you mean to me. It seems to encompass that. Uh, so that's what you are, bane of my existence. Oh. How are you doing? I am sick, but I'm hanging in there just for you. Hey, and you're also on the worst connection that I've ever experienced in my time podcasting. Um, I'm I'll ba- very ba- sorry basically, about that. <laughs> no, you're good. Like basically, for all those listening, like I. I Essentially, any sentence I say, Moises responds to you five seconds later. But we're going to make it work through the power of good podcasting and editing. Um, and so it'll be seamless. Y'all won't even notice. It'll be great. Um, Moises, how are you How are you doing? Besides, aside from being sick, aside from all that, all that jazz, are you having a decent week? Like, what's what's going on with you? Um, well, I've had an okay week in that. I've just been hanging out at home, really, because I'm sick. Um, your home state messed me up because I decided yeah. I I decided to travel to Illinois for a week, and I was super good. And then when I woke up the day that I had to fly back, I had a sore throat, and it's just been downhill since then. Um, oh yeah, that happens. Besides that, I've been I've been hanging out. You know, I've been chilling. I went to. I went to court and I slept all day, so that was pretty good. And I got paid forty. Yeah, bucks you had for jury it. duty. Um, but no. Besides that, like I've been having an okay week. I I haven't really nice. been playing many video games, but I've been watching a lot of TV. Nice. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, how was uh? So tell me what jury duty is like, because I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna happen to me someday. What what is the what is the jury experience? Jury duty is very weird. Um, so they they tell you to be there. I think it'll be a half hour before jury duty actually begins. And jury duty here in New York apparently goes from nine o'clock in the morning till five p.m. Mm. And so, so it's like a, it's basically full, full day. Yeah, full day. You, you yeah, exactly. It's basically like mm. working a job. So. Yeah. I you, I went in at around 8.30, and they do, like, an orientation, because apparently for many people, it'll be their first times or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you fill out, like, a form or two, and afterwards, you just kind of wait to be called. Mm. And it's it's the world's biggest waiting room. Um, it's, it's literally probably like 20 rows of like 30 chairs. And I just kind of waited there till about 4 PM. And in the meantime, I, I had been waiting for them to call my name. So I just basically slept on the seats. So I Mm. apologize to anybody who heard me snoring. Um, but yeah, you just kind of wait there to be called to be a juror, and if you don't, they let you go. So at four o'clock, they said, "Hey, we actually don't need any more jurors," and then they let like fifty of us just go home with a certificate saying you attended jury duties, sort of, and you're good for eight years. 
so <laughs> I don't have to huh. go for eight years. And I got paid 40 bucks to sit in a courthouse waiting room and sleep. So I would definitely do it again. Yeah, like, the, the, the fascinating thing about jury duty is that, for me, I'm of two minds, like, I, I, on one hand, I'm like, yo, I never want to do jury duty, that sounds boring, and that sounds like something I just, I, I don't want to do anything for, for, the, for the state, or for the city, or for the county, or whatever, right? On the other hand, I'm like, yo, I, I kind of want to decide the fate of somebody, and I, I know, like, if, if, the, if the government gets a hold of this podcast episode... If they ever call me for jury duty, they're probably going to like li- play this back and be like, you're dismissed. Get out of here. But at the same time, imagine being like, no, your time is done, sir. Like, imagine saying that to somebody's face, being like, no, nah, you're out of here. You're the, the jail cell is all yours. I was telling my friends that, that like, rarely will you ever have the power to sort of determine someone's fate. At least for, like, the next, uh, like, even if it's just for, like, the next few months. Like, you never really get to dictate, like, the life of somebody until you make a life of, like, of your own. Yeah. Um, And having a baby is too much work, so I'll settle for jury duty, you know? Yeah, Um, exactly. And so I was actually really disappointed at the end of the day when they were just like, no, we have have enough jurors. We, We don't need you. Because I was like, no, I was looking I, forward I be, to this. I would be let bummed me out. sentence somebody or let me acquit them. Like, let me do this. Yeah. No, I, I 100% feel you there. Uh, and for those who, who are listening and actually don't know, uh, Moises, you're one of our writers here at OK Beast. Uh, you do our column here, which is late to the game, which is which essentially is every other week you, you write a piece kind of covering an old game, uh, yeah, which is why uh, it's called late to the game. Yeah. Um, Essentially, do you yes. still do that? Is that something that's still happening, or am I talking about something? That that's is something that's still happening. Debunked. No, that's still okay. happening. I mean, that's the whole reason Sweet. you brought me on. So yeah, I, I hope that's yeah, still yeah. happening. I've I have i have been so telling I mean, you that... like privately, like I'm I've been kind of in a rut. Um, but I have some ideas that I'm working on. So like starting next week, I should be good again. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, like you you do that. You help you help out with videos every now and then, and yeah, you're you're part of OK Beast. Um, and for those who don't know, the Okie OK Beast podcast is a weekly gaming and nerd culture centric show. This is where we, get to, where we get together and talk about the biggest topics in games and culture. If you like the show, subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit OkieBeast.com and follow at OkieBeast now on Twitter and Instagram. I want to get like a quick cut of all the times I've read the description to see how many times I stutter during it because I always like try <laughs> to power through it because I'm like I know this by heart. I don't need to like even worry about it. But then I always like get to like a, a part where like I stutter on my words. And I'm like, how do I stutter on a thing I say every week? I don't know how it happens. Uh, but speaking of things that happen every week, we have a few announcements. First one being the greatest game. It's already started. That's our mini mini podcast series featuring Chase Williams and Max Kelleher. Those two host a show that's all about covering art theory, philosophy, and aesthetics in video games. Those dudes, Chase Williams, uh, he works at Sony San Diego. He also does his own podcast uh, called Witty Banter. Uh, very smart dude. Absolutely love Chase Williams. Very awesome dude. Max Keller, ha- Max, yeah, Max, Max Kelleher. Uh, sorry, I had something in my throat. Max Kelleher is a dude who I haven't met, but from hearing his voice on the podcast, seems pretty awesome. Uh, majored in engineering, has a strong knowledge of philosophy, uh, works at NASA, uh, and so, yeah, two amazing dudes, two super qualified dudes to be having conversations about these uh, sort of deep topics. And so check that out on OkieBeast.com if you want to hear that. Three episodes 
only three episodes and so if you're willing to commit i think those episodes maybe like i don't want to guess the length because i haven't listened to a full episode yet i've only heard i've only listened to portions so far um but i think they're probably like an hour hour and a half like regular podcast length uh and there's three uh, the, of them the first so, episode was almost exactly an hour and i think that's pretty much okay. what they shoot for yeah and so about so that's three hours of podcast right there like a whole series in three hours um and very quality content it's like pre- that's like pr- our premium content right there so check that out nokibeast.com we also have super throne watch our hip-hop podcast starting soon the last wednesday of the month uh the first episode should be available and i'm, I'm allowed to say now that our special guest is going to be cool greg gettys that's right greg gettys of kind of funny he's gonna be joining us for the first episode so it's gonna be awesome me roger and him um, and if you're looking forward to the future of, of Throne Watch, I'm pretty sure Voices is going to be on there. Um, we're going to have some awesome conversations about rap music, hip hop, the culture, all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, it's a di- it's a diverse crew too, because like I'm black, Roger is whatever Roger is. I have no idea. Greg is a is a white dude from the city in San Francisco, and like he's the most hood white dude I've ever seen in my life. Um, so it's gonna be an awesome time. We are also, remember, streaming weekly on twitch.tv slash okbeastnow. Um, also, like us on Facebook, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash okbeast. We're going to have uh, some, maybe some exclusive videos there, some exclusive Facebook content. Who knows? Maybe. You'll know maybe. if you if you like our Facebook page. Um, and also, remember, if you like what we do here um, at okbeast, especially the okbeast podcast, rate us on iTunes. Every rating helps. Um, and I, I know I say that every week, but I'm legit serious. Like, every rating helps. The more you rate us... Uh, the more we're able to like get seen on iTunes. And so if you haven't rated us, rated us yet, and that's a lot of you because we don't have that many ratings. If you haven't rated us yet, go ahead and rate us. Uh, we thank you guys that do. I go back and I read them. I don't necessarily read them on air. I probably should, but I'm just like very forgetful and lazy, and so I don't promise it. I'm probably going to do one of these days if I remember. But I read them myself. Like I go to the page because I'm obsessive, and I read the reviews um, because I want to make sure we're doing a good job. And according to you guys, we're doing okay we're doing i and so thank you guys that's what we shoot for here yeah we shoot for a strong 7.3 out of 10 you know that on that on the on the ign scale since there's no okb scale so i'm going i'm going by the ign scale right 7.3 is like he's got degrees yo he's got degrees yeah sometimes we got too much water over here but it's okay you know we're trying to (laughs) we're trying to hit, hit that right spot of being acceptable we got the juice like we're trying to be just like a, a step above home front the revolution. We're trying to be right there. <laughs> we're the, we're trying to be the sonic forces of podcast. Speaking of no, sonic forces, no, e- no, uh, no. <laughs> what you don't like sonic forces? I will not touch that abomination. Uh, we had Sonic Mania. I will hold on to that until the next good Sonic game. Sonic forces gets a bad rap. Moises, what have you been up to? Um. Well, I mentioned traveling. Uh, I went to Illinois for a bit. Um, I got sick. Doesn't matter. It was fun. Um, I wanted to formally apologize on air for not playing Near Automata sooner. Yep. Um, Near Automata is is a fantastic game. I am so sorry. <laughs> um, I, I I have to apologize because people listen to the Game of the Year podcast, hopefully, and they know that I did not touch it until after those podcasts um and it how far are you i well since i left for the week i am still like halfway through route b 
but oh wow once i'm oh, feeling wow. nice. yeah no yeah i'm already saying that i think it's really good i, I like i legitimately I think it's good. I know that there's Moises, still like the big things to come. Just Moises, you're like you're like there, Moises. You just gotta you just gotta <laughs> just keep going because you're like I, you're like at, I the, did, at the point. I we can say spoilerish things for about that game at this point, right? Yeah. We, we just say spoilers. Like say like say spoilers, and then we'll okay for the next minute. Yeah. All right, spoilers for like the next few seconds, pretty much. Um, I mm-hmm. like the last big thing that I did was I fought the opera singer boss Simone, mm-hmm. but Ooh, yes, 9S, yes, and man, yeah. man, that messed me up. Yo, holy that, shit! Like the, the, the text the poem, at the end of that, yeah, ruined me for the one night. of the most beautiful things I've read in a video game. Like legit, I like holy. I went through that and I was like, whoa! Like that, like I'm a poet. Like I used to write poetry all of the time and that was like one of the most beautiful things i'd ever read in my life i was like jesus christ it was crazy ruined me and then like when you look at the silhouettes in that scene and you realize that like the one she was trying to attract was uh john paul who Mm -hmm. is scum i hate john paul um it just like it solidified that game for me yeah Um, and that's what i'm I'm in it for the long haul now yeah, I can't wait for you to keep going because like I was pushing and I'm still I'm still like sad and somewhat butthurt. I think we both are about how best narrative turned out for a game of the year because like I was pushing so hard for Nier Automata. And like I wish I I, I wish I stressed this more that like Nier Automata for me like for me when it comes to what video games bring to the medium and how video games impact the medium to me like Nier Automata is one of those games that I feel like it, for the medium of video games bring something new and pushes the medium and like and is actually like very impactful and ch- it changed the way that i looked at storytelling in video games because like the things are the things they do in that game in terms of like the, even from the, just like to where you're at uh telling that story through a through a different perspective i guess spoilers over now for near um telling that story through a different perspective and being like uh you're doing like a lot of the same things but doing those same things through uh this different person's eyes right this different the eyes of this different perspective changes how you view those things and changes how like oh you're like you're like oh wait you know this but you're here you're here the whole time but you didn't like tell me that like, you were experiencing these things and like it changed the, what it does for character di- dynamics is something that can, can only be done in a movie like you won't you wouldn't get a movie where like the movie ends 40 minutes in and then you replay the whole movie from like the eyes of a different person like i don't feel like people would really watch a movie like that maybe i don't know maybe that could be like a black mirror episode but like near i feel like with the nine hours of uh like the first playthrough or the 10 hours or however long you play the first playthrough for 15 hours uh when you do the second playthrough it's like oh interesting like if it does it does this thing where only video games can do where like change it makes you do this whole 15 hours or 10 hours or whatever in a whole different uh do it in a whole different light then it keeps it keeps switching things up in that sort of way and it's pretty it, it's really cool um yeah, yeah i'm, I'm looking too, forward though. to like i i haven't been playing many video games and i think probably some of that has to do with the fact that i've just been in my bed trying to recover i think the second mm. like i am done with the sickness like i am i'm back in there and i'm i'm marathoning through that game because i i need to at this point mm. man um Had, i can't wait for you to play more of that game Oh no! Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be t- DMing you guys the whole time I'm playing that game. So I'm just sorry Good. in advance. You should be. 
Um, but yeah, besides uh, besides apologizing for not playing near sooner, um, I've been I've been watching TV, which is another thing that I got back into. Actually, mm-hmm. I totally forgot to put on this uh, this doc. Um, over like the last few weeks, I started watching the Boondocks again for the first time in a decade. Oh yeah, which I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I like I I haven't been. I I made it through like the first half of season three before I sort of fell off a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But man, like that show that show's really damn good. Like I yeah I I I loved it as a kid, but like I loved it as a kid just because it was. It was one of like the first ballsy TV shows that, um, that I watched when I was like ten. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, like fuck that that show. I I think Yusuf from uh from Ubisoft he, he like he mentioned that he's like a big fan of um the the opening scene to that show, and I guess maybe when I watched it like I thought it was good, but then like I I rewatched it recently. I was just like, oh yeah, like this. It, it basically has to do with uh with Huey waking up from a nightmare where he was trying to he was trying to tell like all the white people like how it really is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at the at the garden party, and he woke up and his grandpa's like, oh, don't you go tell white people the truth. And I was just like, <laughs> this sets up the show. It's this no, like Bo- this show Boondocks is the truth. Is so ahead of its time because I also was like watching it uh, late last year, like in like December or November, and like I only made it, I only made it halfway through uh, season two, and like I start, I watched another episode uh, the other day, and I want to keep watching it because like I, I like you, I was watching that show when I was a kid, and like not even like a kid, I, was, I mean I was technically technically a kid, but like I was like a freshman in high school, I think, mm. when I was like watching that show, and I watched it because it was like the black cartoon right like it was like yeah. oh cool it's a black cartoon like it's a black cartoon on adult swim like of course i'm gonna watch this like i don't really there was it's there's not an abundance of black cartoons especially like black anime uh, style cartoons and so like i watched it because because of that watching it now i'm like yo this this show is like on point from every direction like when i was a kid i watched it for the fight scenes i watched it for some of the jokes i watched it for like uncle uh not uncle ruckus but i watched it for um you totally uh, watched it for Mirror. Uncle Ruckus. Uh, now I watch it for Uncle Ruckus. Uncle Ruckus is hilarious now. But, like, I watched it for, like, Stink Meter to see him, like, kick uh, that one guy in the chest. And, like, all, Yo, like, all that you, stuff was... Did I send mm-hmm. you the clip of when uh, when Stink Meter, when Stink Meter comes back? I, I, I watched that episode. I don't know if you sent me the clip, but I, I, I just watched that episode recently. Oh, my God. When, when Stink Meter's, like, in hell calling out like calling the devil a bitch and like yeah <laughs> kicking like kicking like all the demons asses and doing <laughs> like crazy gymnastics i was uh, dying on the floor like i dude i can't believe how good i just can't believe that like a show that good and that funny existed ran for as long as it did which isn't long but like i feel like most it's... black tv nowadays is on air for like a season you know, yeah. like the the people who are watching TV never connect with it, and then like it just it fades away. And like I'm very happy that the Boondocks didn't just fade away, even though I hear it gets worse. And it kind of is, but it's still better than most garbage on TV. Yeah, exactly. So, and like, man, it's the the first season especially, and even like the second season I'm on right now, like so quality. And I'm like, dude, this might be the best cartoon I ever made. Like in my opinion, like 
watching it. When I think of my favorite shows, especially cartoons, like the ones I put up there are South Park and um, I don't put Rick and Morty up there, even though I really like Rick and Morty. But like South Park, I'd put Family Guy, but like for first seasons of Family Guy, like the first like half of Family Guy. I don't know where it's gone now. I don't even know how many seasons. I don't even know if it's still on TV. But like it's still on TV. <laughs> oh my god! They need to. I don't. I, it might be good. I have no idea. But like the all all the seasons of Family Guy that I watched when I was in high school, right? Like I put those. I put those up there. Boondocks. Watching it, I'm like, yo, I might even like Boondocks better than South Park. Like Boondocks is so like the comedic timing, the jokes, the commentary, the R. Kelly episode where like you can take a, you can take so many of those episodes and just put them in today and they still work perfectly. Yep. Like the R. Kelly yep. episode works is still super relevant right now. Like the right. the opening where they're like, "Hey, don't go don't go be telling white people the, the truth." Like still super super relevant right now. Shout out to white people. But like it, it we love it's you. so good and it's so I underappreciated, I feel. Like it, that show I feel like is ripe for a comeback on like Netflix or something. Like if Netflix Netflix picked up the Boondocks, man, I, I would be would all be in. Ecstatic. It would work so well. It would work um, so well. Um, what yeah, else have you been up to, man? Was, what, else have you, what else have you been watching? I, I started watching Gilmore Girls again because I'm hopeless. Um, show right. is still one of the best say that. written shows on TV. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. It just is. Um, but besides that, like I started watching Mindhunter, which is another Netflix show. Um and Mindhunter, Mindhunter. Is, oh yeah, yeah yeah I watched the first episode yeah it's the it's the one Mindhunter is a it's a show about um, FBI agents in the behavioral science unit um, sort of doing the first actual investigation into sort of the the empathetic thinking towards them like sort of mm-hmm. getting into the mind of serial killers in order to properly be able to diagnose them and like foresee them coming um, and it's a it's a good show. I, I don't think it's necessarily great, um, but David Fincher likes these thriller um, serial killer things, and each one that he does is, it's good enough for me to sit through it and be enthralled, and like the same is true of Mindhunter. So I think mm-hmm. I'm almost done with that show, and it's coming back for a second season, um, but that, that's been like a pretty good thing that I've been watching. And then... Sort of the last thing that I've been doing is I've been, I I've been listening to this band called Good Kid, which I'm gonna make this like a really short plug, but they're um shout out to Andrew Cassidy, um and the kind of funny community, uh he's he's like a good friend of mine at this point, and I saw him while I was in Chicago, and he one night he put me onto this band called Good Kid, who only have three songs out. And it's just sort of incredibly, like, it's it's incredibly, like, that 2004 sort of state that um, rock music was in. Like, it's really mm-hmm. fast-paced, sort of indie rock, sort of. It's very hard to describe, but um, they, they only have three songs out. They're, like, a six-piece, I think, from from Toronto, who I think are trying to put out a whole album. And is it yeah, like they, burnout is it like burnout huh? music have you heard burnout three have you played burnout three i've never played burnout okay have you played the tony yeah. hawk games yes i have played tony hawk games are, are it this, sort of uh, reminds me of tony hawk music yes okay i'll, I'll check them out like in, it, in that case it, w- it wouldn't be too far out of that range like i think i think this music kind of 
is on the outer like it's on the it's on the limits of the spectrum of that type of mm-hmm. music but it's it's really quality music um in that case so yeah because that's like the, songs, that's the type of rock I, I i like rock from the early 2000s for some reason like i can't listen to rock nowadays because it, it just doesn't vibe with me but like rock back then I, I guess it was just because like it was i was so exposed exposed to it through the games i play and the disney channel shows i watched that like mm-hmm. i it, um, it, that type of rock vibes with me for some odd reason yeah so so yeah just just listen to good kid they're really good their best song is a song called nomu um n-o-m-u which if if any anime nerds are here yes is the same name as that one thing from my hero academia and i think that's about all i've done really yeah that wraps it up nice so for me what i've been up to this week uh i stated last week that i'm going to start a marvel marathon and i did started with um uh, shout out to uh, New Mary and Rihanna for having me over at their place. Uh, There's a group group of us, basically like the uh, kind of funny community in Seattle. We're trying to meet up every week to watch the Marvel movies. I'm not meeting up this week because I have a dance competition, but like, uh, and so I'm gonna miss Captain America: The Great Avenger. So uh, uh, that's probably a good thing. But this last week I was with no, them. We watched Iron so Man and the Hulk. Captain America: The First Avenger is a good movie. Yeah, I loved it. I I can't stand that movie. It was not that it's actually. I'm not even gonna like. I'm not gonna act like it's bad because it's not bad. It's just boring to me. Like I don't like you. I I just could. I just I just can't do it. Um, and I watched it like forever ago. Maybe if I watched it again today, I might not be as bored because now and I I'm older and so I have like a higher tolerance for boring things. But like man, at the time I watched it, I, that that thing was a snooze fest. Uh, Iron Man and Hulk though. So I didn't watch all of Hulk, but I I watched Hulk recently. I fell asleep because we started the movie at like I can't remember what time, like seven, eight, or something like that. We started Iron Man first. We made it through Iron Man, but it took us like twice the time to make it through Iron Man because we stopped halfway, went and got Domino's, then went to QFC, got some like uh just got some uh, drinks and like came back and like talked for a bit, then restarted the movie. Um, and so it took us a while to get through Iron Man. By the time we finished Iron Man, it was like midnight. Then we started up the uh, the Incredible. No. Hulk. Yeah. Uh, and I was in like this is this is hilarious because this is being put on Twitter where like I I fell asleep. I, like I was I finished like half a pizza, like like half a full box of pizza. Um, and I'm lactose intolerant, and so like I shouldn't be having cheese anyway. But I was like, forget it. I'm in. I'm in this. It was bacon, pepperoni, and uh, feta cheese. I was all in there. I had I had half that pizza went on the couch, had like a angry orchard, fell asleep, uh, during the Hulk, even though I watched the first scene, which is actually really awesome. The movie starts off a lot better than I remember. Fell asleep, woke back up, finished my drink, went, went, went back yep. to sleep, woke back up, got another drink. And like, it, it was just like a, I was sleep drinking, which is a thing that I didn't know you could do. Like, I didn't know that was a part of my DNA where I'll just wake up and be like, I'm crazy. I need some, I need some, I need, I need something in my mouth. So like, <laughs> don't mind how i said that forget what i just said i need a drink so i grabbed an, <laughs> I, I grab an angry orchard drink it and yeah it got to the point where like i woke up uh during like a scene halfway through the movie and like the room was just spinning and i was like yo what is what is happening right now and like the room was moving and like frankie who's like right next to me was like he like made out he made, made a tweet where he was like i'm blessing waking up 
tricking it, tricking an angry orchard and going back to sleep is how I'm trying to be. And like, yeah, that that's not how you're trying to be, guys. Because let me tell you, I was like, yo, I, I I felt like I was in another dimension. It was it was awesome. Um, I mean, that's kind of solid to me. I don't know what you're talking about, but that sounds perfectly good and healthy. I think Incredible. we should all strive for that in life. Oh man, don't don't Everybody. be an alcoholic, guys. I'm not. Not <laughs> I'm far from an alcoholic. I barely. I, I won't say I barely drink, but I I'm definitely not an alcoholic. But also, don't be like me, guys. I'm not. I'm not the type of influence you want in your life. Don't don't uh, don't have heroes, kids. Don't have heroes. It's, just don't have heroes. Incredible Hulk, great movie. Like I don't know what I don't. I I don't understand why it gets the hate it, it does, and I know I was asleep ha- through <laughs> through half this feeling. Um, but one like the the portion that did saw, I was like, yo, this movie is pretty great. And then I, I I watched this movie um recently, like a y- year or two ago, and was like, yo, this movie is pretty great. Like, the uh, abomination sucks. I feel like the like the fight with the abomination was like whatever. But like mm-hmm. I love I love all the stuff around um. Uh, Bruce Banner and his struggles of like being like, yo, I don't want to turn into this thing. Like that whole uh, that whole dynamic, I thought was all I always thought was super interesting. My favorite part of the Incredible Hulk, and the, one of the reasons why I've been bummed that they haven't been able to make an Incredible Hulk movie since that one because of like legal deals or whatever. Um, there are there are yeah, the Incredible Hulk on, yeah. is awesome. I love it. Uh, Iron Man, first time watching Iron Man since like two thousand eight. I think, and yo, that movie's that movie's awesome. I didn't realize how awesome that movie was until I watched it uh, this last weekend. That movie is great. Uh, but favorite Iron Man movie by far. Like I, it used to be two because I hated three, and I just like never really thought oh, about one no. that, that way. And so I was always like, oh yeah, Iron Man two is my favorite Iron Man movie. Like easily, because I, I, I liked Whiplash. I liked Iron Man two and all and all that stuff. I didn't really have any problems with it. Iron Man three. Do you like Iron Man three, Moises? I did like Iron Man three. Yes. Okay, I thought the movie was trash. I I I, I just I have think so what many we're problems discovering with it. right now is that we have drastically different tastes. Yeah, do do we need to get into why I hate Iron Man three? It's been a while since I watched no, it. No, no, let's not. Because oh. it's been a while since I watched it. I can just remember like my gut feeling. Like if I had to defend it against you right now, I would lose, and I'd probably yeah. still lose the debate I, even yeah. if I was prepared because you like debating and I don't. But I'd rather be prepared for that fight. So you can have me back on when you want to have that fight. Man, I hate like the more I think about it right now, the more I'm like, I hate Iron Man three so much. Um, Iron Man two though is all right, and I know I know people are listening like Jesus Christ, this this guy. But man, this guys, is exactly how we lose like our credibility. It it is Iron Man one though is the best. I'll admit that. Like after watching Iron Man one, I'm like, yo, this this movie is really good. Like this movie is a lot better than I even gave it credit for, having watched See, it when and I was like, there you go, a you got our credibility in high school. We're, we're good again now. Yeah. And so like I'm skipping Captain America, um, First Avenger, and so we're not gonna have that recap, uh, next week. But I'll hit you guys with whatever is after Captain America, which might be Thor, might be Iron Man two. I can't remember. Uh, wait, isn't it? See. Wait, isn't it? Um, isn't it Iron Man then Incredible Hulk then Iron Man two though? Is it? Because Iron Man two is oh, twenty ten. Is it? And oh shoot! Captain America's like summer of twenty eleven, which then sets up Thor in fall twenty eleven. Oh man, I might be wrong. Yeah, oh so shoot! Iron Man two might be the next movie actually. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that one. I might have to watch that one alone. I mean, you already like it. I'm gonna yeah. ask. I'm gonna ask ask them yeah. what they're doing. I might ha- I might have to like be like, hey guys, you <laughs> mind watching uh <laughs> watching Captain America for me while I'm at this dance event? Uh, man, I don't. I really don't want to watch Captain America again. But we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I played NBA Playgrounds on Switch. And that's a game that I've been wanting to play for a while. The reason why I finally played it is because they released the Enhanced Edition. And so that got like a lot of these stuff, the things that the original NBA Playgrounds on Switch didn't get. And it should have gotten. Um, and so it got an online mode. Uh, I think I think it got more players. I got, I got a few things that I didn't really pay attention to. Like The only thing that really mattered to me was the online mode. And so I got that, so I was like, okay, I guess now is finally t- finally the time to play NBA Playgrounds. And I so far, I really like it. Like, it's not it's not the best basketball game I've ever played, but I really enjoy it so far. Uh, it's 2v2 NBA GM-style basketball, if you're unfamiliar. Uh, okay, I was going to yeah, ask like, it, if it was more of the cartoonish jam ones. Yeah, it's, def- it's, it's 100% like the cartoonish, like the big heads, small bodies, like uh you're doing like it it tries to do some of the nba street thing of like your dope dunks and you get some tricks but it's definitely not anywhere near nba street uh, levels of awesome or insaneness uh mm-hmm. and my i have small complaints about like how it controls and like i i think part of it is i don't have my mind wrapped around the game yet because like trying to steal the ball and trying to defend properly and then also trying to like execute offense properly i haven't really gotten down yet like i don't i do i can't tell how they want me to play um uh-huh. and i can't tell if there's a way they do want me to play like i can't tell what the flow of the game is supposed to be um and i don't know if it's because i don't know it or if it's because like they just didn't make the game well enough but that being the case or that being said i still like it like i still enjoy it and for ten dollars which is like it's on sale right now for ten dollars with the enhanced version and so uh, I think re- regularly it's $20. I wouldn't buy it for $20. For $10, I think it's a good purchase. And so if you're out there and you're, like, craving a portable basketball game, NBA Playgrounds, I think, is is great. And there's, like, a card system also that I don't really like where, like, you unlock all the players by cards. And it's, it's kind of giving me, like, microtransaction loot box vibes because you, like, open card packs to unlock these players. And I'm like, oh, I don't I don't, is, I don't it, is it giving like you war flashbacks to literally like last month when we were arguing yeah. this shit? Yeah, I'm like, yay, <laughs> um, stop. Even though I don't know who this game is developed by, I don't, it's definitely not a yay. But like, I'm like, oh, just stop these microtransactions. I don't like it. Uh, I think I I think there's potential in a card system in a card pack system it's because like card packs root back to like my childhood and I loved collecting Yu-Gi-Oh cards and all that stuff, but the, it's just like the, the opening animations is so slow. It takes forever to open your card packs. And I'm like, <laughs> just get me through this. I don't want to, I don't want to spend my time here. Like I, I need, I, I got things to do. I got places to be, but mm-hmm. playing the game in, in bed is awesome. Like in my bed, like not, okay. like, not what you, you get what I mean. I've also been playing PUBG, uh, which is also been pretty have. fun. And I want to, I want to address something real quick. Cause I feel like the internet oh. thinks I hate PUBG. Oh no. Ladies we and gentlemen, I do not hate go. PUBG. I, I, people need to know I love PUBG, right? I absolutely adore playing PUBG. I have great times playing PUBG. I've gotten a chicken dinner finally, and all is well with me and PUBG's relationship. When it comes to, because I try, I, I, you were there when I, I trashed PUBG right on the game on the game during the game of the year conversations and regularly in in on Twitter and all that stuff, right? Like I trash pub trash PUBG all the time, and. My thing is with PUBG that when it comes to 
comparing it to other games and it comes to the conversation of is this a good game or should this be game of the year or all all that jazz right there's two conversations to be had and i think that this kind of got lost a little bit when i was talking because i kept listening back to that portion of the podcast when i was editing and all that stuff I, I think there's two different conversations to be had when talking about game of the year right there is the the how much this game meant to me conversation and how much i enjoyed playing this game conversation and then i think there is like the how well made of a thing this is conversation i think those are two things that need to be balanced um and i think from the how much do how much have i enjoyed playing PUBG? i enjoyed it like i really enjoy playing i really like playing PUBG. um but then when it comes to how how well made of a game PUBG is conversation that's where things kind of i i feel like obviously kind of fall apart because of how it, it it being early access means that like this game doesn't necessarily run the best and has issues and like there's no progression system and like there there's the there's these different facets to it of it not being a finished game and that's okay since it well it was in early, early access um and i think that's that all that stuff is great if it's an early access game which it was um but comparing it to finished titles then gets mur- gets into mur- murky waters but all in all i love PUBG and i've been i've been enjoying playing it for the last few weeks um especially this last week because i i feel like i've been i've been getting better at that game because i've been playing with people that actually want want went to play well um and so that's um, the thing i've been doing have you been playing on pc or xbox xbox and so okay. yeah i've been having not the best time in terms of technical issues that game did have not they, run well at, on have xbox. they improved even slightly since they've been patching it or no so there was a recent update that just went up if you're listening to, listening to this on monday they the update went up last week and Everybody who I've been playing with, like everybody else has been saying this update has helped out quite a bit. I feel like it made my game worse. Like I almost swear, uh. I almost swear my game runs even worse now. The rubber banding is horrible. It's trash. Um there was a there was a series of like maybe like 15 minutes where we just couldn't connect to a game because the in I think 15 minutes might be, might even be being generous where like we couldn't connect it to connect to a game because the game couldn't um or no, I think the servers might have just been overloaded. And then, like, we would all get into a party and click ready up, and the game just wouldn't connect. Uh, it, it wouldn't identify that we're all readied up. Um, and it kept doing this over and over again. And I think it was, it was for, like, a, sp- a split second, it will start matchmaking and then cancel matchmaking for no reason. Like, the game is... is I, I think there are some things that are doing better. Like, I don't think I recall the game crashing on me since the update. Which okay. before the update, the game would crash on me every three matches, like, like without fail. And there's some people that would say like every match the game would crash on them. Um, for me, it was like every three matches. Now after the patch, I don't think I've crashed. Like, and when it crashes, it just like goes to trade like Xbox dashboard. Like the game's done. Like the game's off. Um, you have to restart the game and all that stuff. That hasn't happened to me since the update. And so I think that's better. And after playing the game for like hours upon hours on Xbox now. I feel like the game, I've gotten used to how bad the game runs, and so like I, it's not as big of a problem in terms of, um, in terms of me wanting to throw up because of the frame rate, I, I, that's kind of died down a bit. Uh, still get the rubber banding. Still like I feel like the con- controls are still trash. It's still so hard for me to shoot people in this game, um, because I feel like the shooting is just straight up trash. But okay, that's that's a common thing that I've heard. I, I yeah. think also most people are just used to playing it on a on a PC, so 
comparatively, yeah, it's trash. Um, mm-hmm. But but also, I yeah. I sort of hope that they would do something to smooth that out on consoles, and it doesn't really sound like they did. Um, especially they might since still. hopefully they do. They do since I I think aiming to to aim in third person, I think you hold, and then to aim yeah. in first person, you toggle instead. You tap. Yeah. Which yeah, exactly. reminds me, which reminds me of, like the uh, the classic Killzone Two controls, which is the exact thing that turned me off of playing Killzone Two, and then like in Killzone Three, I think they realized, hey, we should probably not have like first person aim as a toggle. We should, you know, let's be intuitive. Um, so it, I I hope that they would smooth that stuff out. But if they haven't, I'll wait. You know, I, at this yeah. point, I've I've just been playing the waiting game with PUBG, because I I'm waiting to have enough money to afford a PC so that I can play it, and then I was waiting for this port so that it would I could just play it on my Xbox. Evidently, my OG Xbox is like the worst way to play it. Also, I just turned around. Why is my Xbox on? What? <laughs> Do you have a Kinect? I don't have Kinect. Connected? I don't know why it's on right now. <laughs> That's actually pretty hilarious. Do you have a, do you have a cat? Do you have a pet? The no, rubbed up, we don't rubbed have... Up I'm on the it? only thing in this house that draws breath right now. Where were you? Were you playing it? Did you forget to turn it off? No, I don't touch my Xbox. You know I don't touch <laughs> my Xbox. I, I I thought you played Rainbow Six or, what, or whatever that game is. The Rainbow, I play Rainbow that Six. on PS4. That's why Alex oh, got oh. it on PS4. That's awkward. I still want to get Rainbow Six. Uh, yeah. I like, feel like you wouldn't like I, it, I but I want in, you to play it anyways. <laughs> in PUBG's defense, I I and I mean not even in PUBG's defense. I don't care about PUBG. Uh, in terms of PUBG, like in terms of the, sh- the controls, the thing that makes it a little bit better is the fact that like PUBG, I don't really see it as like a shooting game, even as weird as that sounds. Like it is more of a a game of like exploration and stealth. And so in that sense, like you're only shooting. Like they're gonna there are matches where you only shoot once or twice, um, and I will say that ruined that, that ruined a match for me last night because like we got to like a top two and it was like two, me and Alex versus three other people and I was like okay I can I it, it got to like we're facing off and I try to shoot them and I was aiming directly towards them and I was pulling the trigger but for some reason I was just missing because the shooting is trash in that game, um, mm. so that gets really annoying that gets really. It, the the controls get really unreliable in the, in that sense, but for the most part, when you're playing the other eighty percent of the game, if it, it it feels fine because it's mostly navigation. Even though like even the navigation can feel trash sometimes. Like pressing forward to run forward, I do it, and it sometimes feels like I'm running diagonally for some reason. And I don't know if that's just my brain messing with me, or if it's the or if it's the game not being not being trash to control. Like I I don't know, but. All in all, all right. PUBG is it's still a fun experience despite all of the jankiness and trash. Like and and like I don't know if I would recommend I mean if you have to get it between PC and Xbox, one hundred percent get it on PC. Like no not even a question. Like PC is the place to play like play that game. Um But yeah, I also like you I, I, me I, off I, a I, check to to pay for that PC? Because I don't got a job. Oh heck hex no. Hex no. Um I, I'm not totally against buying the Xbox version because I have the Xbox version and I have fun with it. Uh, 
but you just have to like I, I i feel like it's worth knowing what that game is before you buying it because because uh, i feel like you like because you're waiting i feel like if you could get your hand on somebody else's xbox that already has the game and play it for yourself and be like okay i can deal with this or like oh no bump this like i i playing that game first and having the choice on whether or not you want to uh put money on buying it i think is the best way to go because like having now played it for however long i'm glad i got it because i i played with like uh, with my friends and, and i've been able to spend that time with them through this game and so it's been it's been kind of worth it in that sense but like the game like when i originally bought it i was like jesus christ i can't believe i spent 30 bucks or whatever on playing on buying this game because this game is totally broken it's totally like it's trash like it looks like trash plays like trash but it's still ultimately fun as weird as that as weird as weird as that sounds mm-hmm. but yeah it's it, it's just like it's a it's, it's a decision you got to kind of weigh out for yourself right. how far well, are we into this podcast? i'll think about, about it more since i'm already thinking about for 45 it, but... minutes think about it <laughs> all right let's get into our topic we have one topic this week and it's all about nintendo so nintendo today thursday january 11th as of the time you're listening to this it would have been last weekend they uploaded a nintendo direct mini and i want to talk about it. i want to recap it but first moises what are your thoughts how do you feel about the nintendo direct mini that happened I like it only because the things that they announced were catered to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it, since it's... They distinguish it as a mini for a reason. And so just based off of the language alone, like, once you start it up, you're sort of... You're sort of already under the impression, like, hey, don't expect megaton announcements right now. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. changing the world. This is just us kind of filling you in on what's going to come in the next few months. Uh, and so on that note, they sort of delivered. I I like generally what they showed, but also, you know, it's just not all. It, it almost doesn't feel worth the direct. Like this could have been like, mm. this could have been random press releases. Um Mm. I appreciate the direct nonetheless because I just like Nintendo's charm. You know, like Nintendo's very charming about these little presentations. But I I was more positive on it than than a certain someone else on this podcast because now I'm going to ask you blessing, how did you feel about the Nintendo Direct? <laughs> so earlier today, right? I messaged you guys. I was like, "Yo, this direct is trash." And I'm glad I'm glad that we're able to record this podcast like twelve hours or so after the, after the direct has been released because I've had more time to like sit on it, and I still feel like this direct was trash. And I know people <laughs> listening are gonna be really upset at that um, because I've already I've already got a little bit on Twitter, but I it's not all it's not all trash, right? Like I feel I feel like this direct does have some good parts. It's just that like when leading up to this, to this direct right like there was a certain expectation and there's there's a certain hype that the community had and it's not necessarily nintendo nintendo's fault that like people were hyped up leading up to the direct um because like all the hype stemmed from rumors stemmed from leaks stemmed from just like random like people people's expectations kind of building on themselves and even like some of the, and some of the hype was even like stemmed from like trolling that nintendo did uh, yesterday, which, uh, which is all amazing all fun. troll, amazing troll. Yeah, like when you and when you think do you about know what, it, though? when no, I I give Nintendo, 
I, I give Nintendo respect because like I've, part of me hates the hates the trolling because like I'm like okay so you're telling us that you're you're aware of the hype people have you're telling us you're aware of the expectation and all this stuff and you still choose to not like measure it like you know how hype for people for how hype for these people are and you're not choosing to measure it by saying hey tomorrow we're having a mini direct instead they tweet out a picture from their official account of Chibi Robo on fire from their Incredible. NYC account they they they. They tweet out an image from Tomodachi Life, and and what this all hints, hint, hinted at was the fact that the Tomodachi Life directs, right, and the mini and the Chibi Robo directs were surprise directs. What they're trying to tell us is that this is going to be a surprise mini direct, and nobody, nobody, like <laughs> one person on Twitter I saw got it, right? It's so good. Nobody, it's I, so it, good. it shocks me that nobody else put it together on the spot. Reset era, Neil Gaff. Twitter, Reset like era. I feel like wow. y'all, sh- okay, y'all should have been on point when the- with this. As soon as they tweeted out those images, I feel like the whole internet for like a whole day. I was trying to, I was putting pieces together. I was like, what are they telling us? What is because I- here's my thought process, right? I saw the Chibi Robo, Chibi Robo on fire. I was like, okay, fire. Okay, they tweet, they tweeted out the me and a hot dog from Tomodachi Life. Okay, hot, hot dog, hot dog, hot. All right, fire hot. Okay, what are they trying to tell us? Fire emblem. Uh, trying to say super man's hot. Not hot. Like what? Like what's happening? Like what? What? Hot. Okay, it has the theme's gonna be hot. Then like the the third party studios, right? We're replying to the tweet with um the the See, that fire part, that roll, part of right? the troll. I didn't appreciate. I didn't appreciate that every brand on that, Twitter threw themselves the thing behind I hated about that. Troll. That rubbed me the I was, wrong way. Dude, when I tell you, when I tell you, I had notes and I had a wall of like connections. I was like, okay. <laughs> Every company that responds to this tweet has something that's coming at this direct. All right, so we're gonna see something from uh, uh, I forget who Obsidian. We're gonna see something from Ubisoft. We're gonna see some. I can't remember all the people who responded, but I was like, okay, we're gonna. See. But then I was like, I, reality started hitting when I was like, any company could respond to that tweet that does that isn't looped in on the direct, and so like that wouldn't make sense, would it? Like, what if a company responds and they didn't? I didn't know that wouldn't. I wouldn't really make sense. I was really, I was really thinking about really hard about what this direct was gonna be, and. I know, I know you were. I appreciate I the really trolling. Know you were. I I appreciate the trolling because I love that Nintendo understands the power that they have, and that with just a simple image, they could one make the internet go crazy, and two kind of give a subtle hint to what is coming up. Except I don't feel like that hint was good enough because nobody put to, put it together except for this one person on Twitter that has like two hundred followers that I that I that I saw last night, um, and so. When I saw the direct go up this morning, and it said Nintendo Direct Mini, right? And this is just by chance. I I'm usually awake at five twenty, right? I take my shower, I come back to my room. It's usually about like five forty, five fifty. Um, I was getting dressed for work, right? Six o'clock rolls by, and I'm like, six o'clock. I should refresh Nintendo's Twitter, right? Just just because like I understand these things happen on the hour. And six o'clock is one of those hours where like a lot of companies like to go for six o'clock, six o'clock P, uh, PT because that's like it's 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 the time, it's the beginning of the day, right? Like six six o'clock in Pacific, nine o'clock in Eastern, right? People should be up by, by now. I mean, not should be up, but like to start the day, like people are gonna wake up to this news. Um, Six o'clock. I refreshed Nintendo's Twitter. It was uh, technically it was at six o three. Six o three. I refreshed Nintendo's Twitter, and there it was. Nintendo Direct Mini. I didn't. I hadn't seen any impressions. I hadn't seen anybody talk about it because the, the tweet had went out three minutes ago. Click the link without even like looking at social media. No outside impressions. Click play on the video. Uh, saw saw the mini. Saw the games. Went through went through the list. And we're we're gonna recap in a second. Um, 
off the bat though, like I was it's I don't know how to put my it leaves, I don't know I don't know how to It leaves a bit it leaves something to be desired. I get it. You know, I yeah. really do get it. Cause like yeah, cause... I looked I, I looked at the recap that like you linked in the doc and when you actually look at it, it's just like Yeah, no, this is kinda shit. But there's like two or three things in that shit that sort of appeal would would sort of appeal to anybody yes um yes like and i think like i think and we're gonna we're gonna start recapping it soon but like just to like right off the bat like mario tennis good that's good yes i like yes. that yes it is that was that was a I'm, high point I'm, that's my that's my favorite announcement like and like the world I, and I attribute you, personally i got me mm-hmm. super excited yeah and a lot of people besides are besides like, that I, like the last announcement, everything else sort of in between is pretty weak, like a continuation of something or sort of doubling down on something that was already announced. Mm-hmm. And then even the things that they double down on aren't exactly the best things to double down on. So like I get yeah. where you're coming from. Yeah, and like I know like a lot of my expectation comes from because I'm I I just sp- spent my whole time talking about this right like the hype of what this direct is going to be. I think a huge part also what feeds into what feeds into my expectation of uh, Nintendo Direct in January is the fact that like we n- Jan- or 2018 before this was a blank slate for Nintendo. We expected them to come out and say something, right? Because if we, if we didn't expect them to come out and say something, then like we expected them to come out in tw- 2018 to have nothing, especially for spring, have nothing, right? It's not like they have heavy third-party support like PS4 and Xbox does, right? Like Xbox One, they barely have anything for 2018 in terms of well, that's not that's a lie. They have Sea of Thieves, um, so Hell they have yeah. like, they have a few things on the slate for in terms of 2018, right? But they have third parties that are that they have Far Cry, they have like. The whatever third parties are coming out in 2018 that are going to support the Dragon Ball Fighters, right? It's Monster Hunter Worlds, right? We don't have to worry about Xbox. Nintendo Switch is a special, special, special situation because it's like, yo, y'all don't have Monster Hunter Worlds, y'all don't have Dragon Ball Fighters, y'all don't have these third parties coming to you, and so if you don't say anything, you have nothing, like nothing, and so like you expect them to come out in January and be like, okay, we're going to set the tone for what this year is going to be, and we're going to tell you like it, we're going to we're going to tell you what 2018 is for Nintendo, and for it to be this. That makes this trash to me. Like that that tells me that this direct is trash if I'm looking at this as the expectation of what 2018 is going to be like, right? Cuz last year we got Mario and Zelda and Splatoon 2 and Arms even though that was trash and like and like even even Pokémon like games I, I just named a couple games I don't I don't care about in Splatoon 2 and Pokémon, but at least like those were like big games and some of these some of these games on this list, right, match up to the caliber of of Pokémon and Splatoon Actually, I don't even know if I if I would put any of these games up there with Splatoon two. Like, let's 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 let's, let's go through it. Yeah, let's do this recap. Yeah, so <laughs> the world ends ends with you remix or whatever it's called. Um, Woo! What, so that's that uh, that's a uh, a remaster slash, I guess it's just a, it's like a remaster uh, remix version of the world ends with you from the Nintendo DS, right? Uprest, all that like good the jazz. First few years. I'm really excited for that. The Nintendo DS as well. Like they reach yeah. deep like, for this. Did one. you did you play The World Ends with You? Uh, I didn't, but I've heard a million and one things about it, and it sounds exactly like my kind of game. It's it sounds like it should be my type of game, judging from the art style and, and what I've heard about. It also, for some reason, for me personally, I just can't bring myself to, to care. Maybe when it comes out, 
I'll care. Nah. Like, but this like is, this is legitimately the, the single remaster I've been waiting to happen in mm. any way whatsoever. Um, and I was I was sort of thinking that it would come back just on the 3DS. It mm. coming to Switch is just even better because I don't have a 3DS. But yeah, but no, yeah, I have a Switch that's ready to go. That's not dying for games because it has too many, honestly, already. Um, but no, yeah, like especially because the DS, like the DS, sold well, but the DS already sort of had so many games by that point like it, it it was already steadily releasing hits by that point that the world ends with you was sort of doomed to be a niche game mm-hmm. and so but, but but what we've seen recently is that like these games aren't so niche you know persona was considered a niche and then sure it took it 20 years but like that game has broken the fuck out now you know like that that mm-hmm. is a full like it's not even it's not a cult hit anymore it's just a hit um and i i i'm speaking like i'm an adamant fan of this game but having not played it i i can't say that but the switch has the like it has the consumers like it has the player base that's sort of ready to eat up anything which is why you have the mentality that yo put every game on the switch we'll buy them all I think the Switch has mm-hmm. like some of the craziest attach rates ever because people want to play everything on that and people yeah. do play everything on that when given the opportunity. You know, like I think yeah. I legitimately think that um when it comes to the Switch, like Wolfenstein is probably going to sell pretty well because people just want to play it there. I don't think it's going to sell better than it would on the PS4 or the Xbox cuz the narrative the doom and gloom about all that last year kind of like it, it sort of put that stuff to rest but like oh, yeah. i i people just want to play everything on the switch and giving this this cult hit that has like so much buzz around it from a decade prior on this system that like everybody loves to love means that the world ends with you could blow up like the world ends with you I don't know how it actually ends, you know? I don't know if there's mm-hmm. a definitive ending to that. But, like, we could be seeing the resurgence of a game that could spawn, like, a series for these people. Mm-hmm. I think that's a and good point. I like, wanted to be given the, that the, chance. The world ends with you as a franchise, I think, adds a lot to Nintendo's p- portfolio. If they like, if they take that and they're like, okay, we got to continue with this. I don't know. I have no idea what the game is. Like, I know it's, it's hyper-stylized, and I, I know it's, like... JRPG-esque like or as action far as RPG. I know like, I have no like idea. A, mm-hmm. as far as I know it's like a it's like an action it's like a side-scrolling sort of 3D-ish action RPG that uh, basically has to do with like these kids who don't know they're dead figuring out they're dead mm-hmm. and then you know as you probably would if you f- like if you were told that like figuring out how to amend that and that's about as far as I know, but like everything about it just sort of screams persona to me. Like I've I've heard a lot about like the the cast of characters that you can't help but love. You know, I've I've heard that like it's just a solid action RPG that has like a crazy story, like full of twists and everything. 
like I've specifically stayed away from anything pertaining to that game because it's actually like I was considering buying a 3DS this year just to pick up that game. Like that was a game that I was going to cover on late to the game this year. I no mm-hmm. longer have to do that. So I am ecstatic. Yeah. I the only thing that disappoints me about the announcement is that th- we didn't get a date. We just got coming this year. Oh yeah, that's so the, it's the, probably that's coming later thing. this year. Yeah. Like I can see this game coming out in the fall. And that's another I'm thing buying it and playing that weirds me out. It. It's a thing that weirds me out about this Nintendo Direct because like if if this if every if all these games were like first three months, all right, or or something like that, right? Or first six months or something like that, I'd be like, alright, cool. Since this game comes out like just in twenty eighteen, like we don't know when, I I'm like I don't know that 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 kind of just bums me out in in terms of what what is this direct for right like as many is it just, I I and I guess it is just for like hey just to set like a quick tone of like okay 2018 we got this this and this I think I'm looking at the other announcements and it looks like all the other other announcements have dates that are early 2018 uh, which yeah, which I think like the me, latest me a bit. I think like the latest something is is like summer 2018 yeah um i think so all that the way makes through me like feel May better 25th yeah like that makes me feel better about this then because like man if if more of these games are like hey route 2018 or late 2018 i would be i would you would see me flipping a table i would yeah. i would have jumped out a window and like gotten gotten the nearest car and drove to i'm i live in seattle and so nintendo's just around a corner for me and so i would be like yo reggie what up and like <laughs> we would have uh had words uh when i applied to nintendo i'm deleting this podcast uh <laughs> next up we got pocket tournament dx dlc moises do you care about this i don't i i played it at a preview event at nintendo new york um, when NATO I don't know was one top, person. Actually, N- I don't no, know one do. person who owns NATO. this game. NATO. NATO owns Pocket Tournament. <laughs> NATO. I want to own this Pocket game because I like fighting games. But like, it's a it, it's um it's a weird fighting game that when I first played it rubbed me the wrong way because it doesn't really explain anything. When somebody sits down and explains it to you for like two minutes because it's not really that complex, it's actually a pretty cool game. I play, yeah. I played the demo and I was like, um, "Oh, this is actually kind of fun. I'm not gonna buy it." It's, it's a solid, it. like, like it's a solid, robust fighter. It's just yeah, it's nothing more than that, really. Like it's it's Pokemon Battle Revolution done right, is pretty much yeah. It. And it shocks me that like, I guess it doesn't shock me that there's DLC or that this is one of the things that they put put in this direct. I get I I guess it stems from what you said earlier of like these could have all been press releases. Like they could like these are things that could have been like kind of trickled out. Um, and I guess this is, it it almost feels like they're like, Hey, they had a bunch of scraps that they were kind of like, uh, uh, hoarding. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, they're like, okay, let's take a bunch of these scraps and put them in here with dark souls and call it a day. day." And I'm like, okay, well, I, I I I guess I shouldn't hate, hate it for existing because like for those who play and love Pocket, it's an awesome thing. Um, and that's the other thing. It's not one of these. I think Pocket is bigger in other places than it is here um mm. like pocket is still sense. niche here i think pocket is way bigger like i know it's in arcades in japan it initially yeah, yeah. released as an arcade game in japan before they decided to release it on systems um so i think it's definitely a weird thing to throw in into a like a nintendo of america announcement 
Like, I think if they do, because mm-hmm. I think Japan, like, gets their own, uh, like, their own direct sometimes, um, because they, they just have more stuff exclusive to them, uh, and I, mm-hmm. this, like, this is, when I looked at it, like, this was the thing that screamed to me, like, press release, you know, like, you, you, t- yeah. your fans are probably already, not feverishly, but, like, they keep up to date, probably, on the news, and so when this inevitably comes out in a press release, it'll get around to the people that it needs to get around to. But like in yeah. no way, shape, or form is Aegislash, who's one of the newer Pokemon, so he's not even a classic. But like Aegislash mm. and Blastoise, as well as Mega Rayquaza, Mimikyu, Mew and Celebi as support, like that's not that's not actually you know, like if if directs are gonna take the place of Nintendo appearing at actual events and doing conferences, these need to sort of not have these little filler things like that. Yeah, um, and I and I I think that's just part of Nintendo being a bit rusty Nintendo. and a bit like kind of <laughs> they're not they're not well refined. Like Play, PlayStation, when it comes to conferences. PlayStation, Sony, they are well refined when it comes to like even their See, even their last this pro- oh, this is a sizzle reel. Well, this is a PlayStation sizzle reel. Like it shouldn't yeah, have been like, a, like, uh, a mini direct. It should have been like that. Like that news makes a sizzle reel absolutely. That you then yeah, confirm and I'll, in and a I'll press le- release after the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I was even gonna say that like even like PlayStation's last prof- conference right at E3 where. Like I had, I had problems with that at conference in terms of like the the pre show containing like a lot of the best stuff. But when it comes to the show itself, like if you look at e- PlayStation's uh, E3 conference, like even though even though a lot of the games weren't like necessarily like there there quite a few repeats. When you look at the flow of the show and you look at the caliber of what's there, like they're they're not wasting time. They're like, hey, okay, here's here's a big thing. Here's a big thing. Here's like in here's the this thing over here is Monster Hunter World. Here's Shadow of the Colossus. Here's Days Gone. Here's and like they're showing things that matter to people. And like they're they're kind of like getting getting like the, the small details out on the side, and like I had I had problems in terms of like how they kind of do that with indies also, and I'm like, well, kind of show me the cool indies at least, like, you know, you don't have to, you, know, you don't have to show me every indie, but show me like the best ones or or something like that. But um, Nintendo, they're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna put DLC, um, like Two Fighters is like one of the main main things on here. It's like, uh, we have 15 minutes. Let's like let's keep it going. Also, um, just like the the dialogue around it, like the, these being released, in, like Waves also communicates. Oh, like you know, Wave One is gonna contain three or five characters. Like Wave One literally just being one character and two supports that presumably come and they're bundled expensive. together. Oh, I didn't even notice the pricing. How how yeah. much are they priced? It's like um. I forget somebody. I, I was listening to a podcast where they're talking about it. I think it was. I think might have been fifteen dollars for both. Ooh. Like, um, I think I, I think for like the season pass Ooh. or whatever, whatever it is, for like for like the full DLC bundle is like fifteen bucks. And I'm like, for two characters, like, mm, yeah. I understand. I understand it because it's a fighting game, and like when it comes to fighting games, like a new character in a fighting game is like that's a whole different play experience. Like that that adds like a whole new dim- dim- dimension to how you're playing that game. But like, yeah. But that's also mm. sort of like that is more around, and I want to pick the right words because I don't want to say that Pokken isn't like a good fighter, 
but it's I mean, it's not Pokemon, like it's not a high yeah. tier one. You know, it's not like yeah. the ones that you see at Evo regularly or that draws like Pokemon could be at Evo. I think it might have even been there once, but like it's not it's not the draw of Evo. You know, like these characters. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Pokemon is a game that like we took out when we ran out of games to play when all my friends like were gathered in the same like we had a game day and when we ran out of games we were just like what else is there and we took out Pokken you know but like the first mm-hmm. thing we pulled out is smash Pokken yeah. is not smash like Pokken it can price these characters like a certain way but like if you're going to make them pricey you know like make them make them like meta changing you know like this this yeah. game never screamed to me like an actual fighter it's like a party game that you pull out and in which case maybe pricing it that much isn't conducive you know like that can't be good yeah yeah and i'm sure i'm sure there's probably a hardcore community for that game but uh and i'm sure the hardcore community will probably will probably will buy dlc at whatever price but yeah it, it as, as as an outsider, I, I, it's hard for me to really speak on it, but that just seems like uh, it seems like a lot. Uh, but Kirby Star Allies was also looks uh, good. announced looks for good. March sixteenth. I like that. Yeah. I like that Even game. I would. I would. This game and I, and I I have a whole another rant to go on, which is things that weren't at this. Um, and I kind of <laughs> I kind of lo- loop this game in with with Yoshi, which wasn't here. Why wasn't Yoshi here? Why, Why wasn't, wasn't Yoshi Octopath? there? Oh my god! Why wasn't Project Octopath Traveler there? What like I can I can go on for days about games that we know are coming like Wolfenstein Two does that have a release date Does that have an exact release date They should have put that release date there, um if it didn't like there there are yeah, a bunch of stuff and like and, and I sh- I meant to write it down in the doc but I forgot to write because I have a whole list of things that like yo we know these are coming out when are these coming out um but Kirby Star Allies I I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be super frank I've never cared about Kirby I I do not understand people that really care about Kirby. I I think Kirby's a fine game, and I and I I understand owning it and playing it and doing all that stuff in your free time, but like, I never cared about Kirby. I I do not understand it. I'm there with you, but like, also no Kirby has ever really looked tremendously bad. Uh, that's true. Like, I, that's, I think that's, I think I'm with facts. you in that like it exists, and like kudos to yeah. you if you like it, but it never stood out to me. Um, like this yeah. game like, doesn't never, stand I've out never to met me somebody either. It's just it looks like good. like it just looks like a fun. I never game. met I never met somebody that was like, "Yo, let me tell you about Kirby sixty four, like one of the best games ever." Like I no, I've never met a Kirby fan in my life. And if you're a Kirby fan, like hit me up on Twitter because I want to know like why are you passionate about this game? Um, and Kirby Kirby does seems like one of those games. And I don't on the other on the other side of the coin, like I never heard of a bad Kirby game. And so like it seems like it does seem like one of those games that just kind of exists. And whenever it comes out, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's another Kirby game. Like, I never, like, oh, yeah, it's another Kirby game. Same with Yoshi, except more people – Yoshi seems to have more ups and downs in terms of, like, Yoshi on the Super Nintendo, right? Like, Yoshi's Island, people are super passionate about that game. Like, people absolutely love Yoshi's Island. Yoshi Story, people do not like that game, even though my family liked that game. My, my sisters absolutely, <laughs> absolutely loved Yoshi's Island – or Yoshi's Story on N64. Um even though uh, a lot of people seem to dislike it, and then when it, like fast forward to like Yoshi's Woolly World or whatever, like I have the same response as I do with Kirby of like, 
Yeah, it seems like a. I, I think the thing is, it seems like an easy three D or easy two D platformer, and that's never been the appeal to me for when it comes to two D platforming. Like, I want to be challenged, uh, and I'm sure yeah, people I mean, out there like there are people yeah, anticipating. Kirby always seemed to me like a cutesy thing that it, like it yeah. seemed like a cutesy platformer for like your kids. Yeah, which, it seems like it, which it's fine. That's the exact thing I was to say. That. Like, it seems like a kids. Just... It seems like a kids game that like adults can pro- can probably play and enjoy. But it seems like it's aimed towards like, hey, like we're, something that's appropriate for kids, and like you can have a laid back experience and platform yeah, like, and like get Kirby. Over it. Kirby has always screamed to me more like it's cute aesthetic than it has. Yeah. Anything about like Kirby's actual abilities or platforming, which is why I think it was like perfect actually to do Kirby's Epic Yarn, because that is just like that is a game that was yeah. like. That game looks so good. Way too like, easy, but like mm-hmm. everybody loved it because of its look. Yeah, I was absolutely enthralled with that game. Yeah, if Kirby's Epic Yarn came out on Switch, I probably wouldn't get it, but I would appreciate it. Like I would appreciate it a lot more than like like Kirby. Um, oh, wait, did I say did I say Yoshi's Epic Yarn, or did I say you did say it earlier? When I <laughs> Yoshi's Woolly World is what I meant, and so like if Yoshi's Woolly World came out for a Switch, I would be like. I wouldn't get it, but I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. In the same way that Kirby's Epic Yarn, when that came to uh, Wii, I was like, yo, this game looks dope. I never got it because I was like, I don't care about Kirby like that. But I always like, I always, I always appreciated that game and how it looked. Like, if this Kirby game was another, like, Kirby Epic Yarn or they took something in terms of art style and did something crazy, like, that's one of the reasons, and we're going to get to it too uh, soon um, in terms of, like, the EA originals, but, like, something like Yarny, um, unraveled when that came out for uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Like I was like, "Yo, this game looks dope," even though it looks like kind of an easy platformer. And even when it reviewed it, reviewed it like it got like sevens and stuff. Like when that came out, or when that was announced, and when it was being showed off, I was super enthralled with it because of how it looked. Right, like 2D platformers. I I feel like they the appeal of them is usually their challenge and their control and all and their, the, how the game plays and all that stuff and then also on the other side right like how what the art is and how the art is portrayed and all that stuff and probably and some, at times like even the story i'm sure in some platformers uh can take a front seat but like when it when it when, when it comes to how it looks and how it plays those are the two things that kind of vibe with me in terms of platformers and like kirby allies doesn't really vibe with me on any on either of those fronts i'm sure yeah. It I'm just sure seems will, like a if, it seems like a fun little co-op game to play. With yeah. Like, you know, if if you go home for like the holidays and like your fam like there's kids in your family, like hey, just pop that in and play it with them. Other than that, nothing about that game sort of stands yeah. out. My question is is this game $60? Because I don't something about something about a full price game like uh cur- Something about Kirby Star Allies being like a full price game is like, I don't know, man. But I'm not Kirby Star you Allies I'm, I'm feel- is indeed a full priced video game. Hmm. Yeah. Nintendo. Nintendo. Looking, Nintendo looking be selling right some games. Amazon. Nintendo sells some <laughs> games at sixty dollars that they shouldn't be selling at sixty dollars, man. Yeah. Like, one I bought. Two I'm, I went back. One two switch should not have been sixty dollars. Like. Street Ultra Street Fighter, whatever it was called earlier in the year, shouldn't shouldn't have been however much it was. I think it was like forty. Uh, really? Yeah, Damn. I'm gonna stop there. Yeah, it was. It looked, that game cost a lot. 
uh dragon quest builders uh that has a demo that's out now next up we got hyrule warriors uh which was announced to be coming out uh just let's see does that one have a date hyrule warriors hyrule warriors I, spring 2018 yeah, i don't think that one has a date actually all right hyrule here's what i gotta say about hyrule warriors because for those listening i'm gonna be i'm gonna be completely honest and transparent this we me and Moises paused the recording because my computer froze. All right, and I went on a whole rant about Hyrule Warriors already, but Moises missed it. Uh, and so this is my second time going on this rant. And so if it seems kind of rusty or if it seems if if it seems rehearsed, it's because I've already done this rant one, once before. <laughs> but I'm gonna reiterate it because none of you heard. All right. Why are they remastering? I can't do it the same forever. I I was really angry. No, no, you, you were. Come on, scream at me, scream at me. I I, I can't, I can't, I because it feels ingenuine. The first time I did it, it was genuine. Like the first time I was, I did it, I was genuinely like I'll, the anger was flowing through. I'll me. try, I'll try and do it for you. I'll try. Right. And, wait, what exactly is the thing you were trying to say? Why is Hyrule Warriors? So essentially, I was saying like out of all the games on the Wii U that they could remaster, they could. They, out of all the games on the okay, Wii U, okay, why is that Hyrule okay. Warriors? Like, didn't they just have right, Fire? I got you. I got you. I'm going to scream this one for you. I'm going to set it up for you. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Why of all the games on the Wii U are they re-releasing Hyrule Warriors? Yes. Yes. That was... Imagine me doing that for about a minute and a half. And then you got you got my rant. Um, <laughs> no, but for real, though. Why? Be- I don't Moises, know. Do I really don't know. It makes me mad. Okay. I don't know why. Thank you. Okay. So, like it's, the, so it's not only me. It's not only me. Okay. Because I'm like, I'll play it. Like, I'll I'll get it on sale. I won't buy it for full price. I'll get it on sale, maybe. Right? Because it's not like I hate Hyrule Warriors. It's not like I hate the Warriors games. I never played Dynasty Warriors. It's not like I hate Hyrule. Breath of the Wild, greatest game ever made. Right? I have no problem. I have no problems with like, with Hyrule and Warriors. Being I don't in got a game beef together. with Hyrule. I ain't got beef with Hyrule Warriors. I got beef with Nintendo looking at their Wii U catalog and being like, "Yeah, man, let's uh, let's bring let's bring Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and Hyrule Warriors instead of instead of Super Smash Bros. You know the game that people want and uh, Mario Maker. Yeah, let's 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 bring uh, let's bring Hyrule Warriors instead. And I don't have beef with Donkey Kong Tropical, Tropical Freeze because we'll get to get to that too. My beef I, is with them. I'm right there with you. I'm. It's it's bordering on an answer for one of the questions that we got. But they're like I'm there with you. There's a million, well, not a million. There's like ten games on yeah. the Wii U that would be better to re-release, and I don't yeah. know why. I don't, I don't even know why they keep doing the Warriors games. Yeah, period. why? Why? Why do they keep doing Hyrule Warriors specifically? Like this, they put this game on the 3DS also, and I don't have a problem with that either. Like that seems like actually kind of a cool thing. But like just, Hyrule Warriors, they keep bringing back over it and over again, and there I'm like, well, so for, many let games. me look this up. Because I feel like they just put out Fire Emblem Warriors, right? Am I crazy, or they did that did. not happen? They did. Like, in October, they put out Fire Emblem Warriors. Okay, and was that on the 3DS, or what? Uh, I think that's Google only on the out. Switch and the Wii U? Oh, I it's on the know. Switch? Wait, Fire Emblem Warriors yeah, came on out Switch. on the Switch? Is that in the US also? Yeah. yeah. How did I miss this? I missed that How whole thing. How did you thing. miss this? Yeah, I you say don't miss big releases like this. You. Oh, it's on the n- new Nintendo 3DS and the Switch. But yeah, it came out Weird. October twenty. It came out a week before Mario. That's why you missed it. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> have, I would not have paid attention to that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, like Fire Emblem Warriors already came. Like just came out. Like, um, what's that? What's that game? Sharp Fe that came out for Wii U. Um, 
Um, like, uh, I know what you're talking about. It's like a music uh, music persona. Uh, it's Fire Emblem oh, what game. Is it? Actually, it, is it's it still, Shin it's, Megami it's Tensei's Sharp Fe? Now I'm gonna Google search this too. Sorry, I think it's listeners. a Shin Megami Tensei game. It is and... that it crosses over with Fire Emblem. I typed in yeah, I, I typed in hashtag SMT. FE and it brought up brought up Faye. Thank you, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. That's what it is. So yeah, to- there you go. I would I would have taken Tokyo Mirage Sessions all day. I would have taken Mighty Number no, not Mighty Number Nine. Sorry, um, <laughs> the Wonderful One Hundred One. That was like, a bridge too far. That was a bridge too far. <laughs> Mighty Number Nine. Like their games, I would have taken over Hyrule Warriors all day. I don't know what their obsession with Hyrule Warriors is. Speaking of obsession, I'm gonna skip the list because we're going in order. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna talk about it now. We gotta talk about uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze because part of me is like. Okay, dope. Because that was a great platformer. The other part of me is like, why? What is? Where's the next Donkey Kong game? Right? Like, I wouldn't. I would have expected a new, a new two D Donkey Kong to be made by now, instead of a remaster of a previous one. Like, and the only thing they're bringing, like, with that one, is Funky Kong, like the least favorite of the Kongs. Like, you might as well bring back Tony Kong, or Linky Kong. I mean, he's my least favorite of the Kongs. I don't really care about Funky Kong. Uh, I don't. I don't care about the style. Kong family, honestly. I don't. There's. There's a specific like, Kong bent, so, in this. Uh, in this presentation that I was like not really in favor of because I was like, there, why? It really was. But here's the thing, because people know I'm passionate about Donkey Kong, right? Especially Donkey Kong 64, one of the greatest games ever made. You need to stop Donkey, saying uh, that like it's a fact. When it comes to the Kongs, right? I have this weird relationship with the Kongs because I love the Kongs. I. I absolutely love the Kongs, actually. But. There's this, there's this weird there's this weird racial kind of like tone oh, to no. the to them oh, no. in oh, terms no. of like Donkey Kong do, like we 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 were all here for the H and M controversy that happened <laughs> earlier this week <laughs> yes, right yes. where like they had they had the the picture they had a um, a black child mo- uh, model this shirt that was like uh, coolest monkey in the jungle or something like some something of that regard right and there was this black kid on their site modeling the, the the shirt right not the smartest move if you're in marketing let me tell you don't put a shirt that implies the person wearing it is a monkey and have the person modeling that shirt be a black person right that's, that's it's not okay it's not okay there's a history there's a, there's not, a history okay with that there's a history of black people in the term monkey it's a, it's a racial thing right donkey kong rapping right in the beginning of donkey kong 64 one of my favorite <laughs> games of all time I, I let it slide because like it's a, it's a it's a nice rap right but you were into it I was into it, and I was a kid when I first like when I first uh, came into contact with the DK rap, and you know I didn't I didn't think about it in that way then. Um, I just appreciated it for what it was. Right. Fast forward to to Mario Kart for the Wii U, Mario Kart Eight for the Wii U, right? And you got Donkey Kong doing the dab, right? And like this, yeah. I think this is technically before the dab was a thing, and so I don't know. I, I don't. That was not I, a thing when it came out. Yeah. And so I'm not I'm not I'm not mad about it. I'm just like hmm, hmm. <laughs> you know. You know, like I can't, I can't be mad about it. Mm-hmm. But Funky Kong, Funky <laughs> Kong is black, right? Like that dude is black. <laughs> like I'm okay. not crazy, right? <laughs> like Funky Kong is no, a black. He's... Like, like <laughs> I, I look at all the Kongs, right? If I was to associate the ra- a race to all these different Kongs, right? Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it to any Kong. Like I can't really, I can't really identify a Kong with a race. Maybe like. If I if I had to, right? They were all rabbit together, so I'd be like, oh yeah, there's there's kind of a, uh, yeah. Okay, the connection no, to be no. ma- Made there, Funky Kong is is clearly black, right? I'm not crazy. I think I'm not crazy, okay. right? 
What's the? What, yes, yes, he's black. But also to okay. your to your previous thing, um, what's the sister's name? Uh, you talking about Tiny, or are you talking about the hot one? Is is that her? Does Candy? she have, doesn't she have like? The, isn't there a Kong who has like blonde hair, like a blonde ponytail? This the uh, the small one, the tiny one, or you talk? Yeah, yeah. Because there's. There are two girls. There's Tiny, who's in DK64, who's, like, small, and she's, like, a child, right? And then there's, like, the hot one, who, who is uh, Candy, I believe. Candy Kong. Okay, let me let me just quickly look. And I think they're Candy both Kong, blonde. I don't know. And Either way, they're both white girls. They're both white girls, but, okay, yes, okay. Funky, Funky Kong is black, sure. <laughs> let me look up a picture of Candy Kong real quick. Cause if we Candy all, uh, Kong is a white girl. Candy Kong is a white girl. Come on, I'm looking at okay, her she right does now. Have, she does have blonde hair, but she also has assets, right? Like, look at those curves. This, but she's also this wearing podcast... the trashy shirt that only like a white girl from like Beverly Hills. That's would true. Wear. You're right. You're right. You're right. She does. She does look like she's like L.A. Fan. And at, at looking at looking at images <laughs> of Candy Kong right now, <laughs> wow, these are problematic. Yeah. Um, exactly. Exactly. We gotta. We can also yes, talk about the I'll percussion concede. instruments, or not percussion. We can also talk about the brass instruments that the Kongs play in DK sixty four. We can talk uh, about the multitude of like levels of racism that are working in Donkey Kong, or yeah. we can get through this Nintendo Direct. All I'm trying to say is, is that the, other. the the only addition being to the to this new form, not even barely new, this remastered version of Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, being Funky Kong does nothing for me, because Funky Kong can get out of here with his with his easily racially identified self. Um, going back also, up... Also, he makes all I the game, about. like, a little easier, I think. I think his yeah, mode all, is, like, all easy, like, a super easy mode. Yeah, so. he's just an easy <laughs> mode, and I don't care. I don't, I don't need an easy mode in my platforming games. Uh, in Wolfenstein, I do, but platforming game was like give me that challenge mario tennis right is uh, is um uh, is the thing that came after hyrule warriors and it's easily the Bravo. best thing to come out this direct right like mario that mario tennis game i have a i have amazing. a personal preference for the world ends with you but i'll give you i'll give you tennis because um, i it's like it's like the new game that that they announced that i'm excited for yeah yeah, yeah I, I can see that. Yeah, like Mario Tennis, it just looks so good. And Mario uh, Power, I, I've I forget- literally never liked sports games until I played Two K like last mm-hmm. year, except Mario sports games. I have, Dude. I have always loved them to death, mostly because I, I associated them with like childhood parties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I'm like, super Nintendo excited 64. for tennis. Mario Mario Tennis sixty four, right? That game. I have an obsession. I will destroy anybody in that game. And, like, I tried playing the one on, um, I think it was either Wii or GameCube. I was like, all right, this is cool. Try um, playing the one on, the, or I didn't try playing the one on Wii U. I just heard the one on Wii U was trash. And so I was like, well, that's disappointing, right? This one looks good. There is an RPG mode. There are there are, bo- there are bosses. Yeah, they're bringing, the, they're bringing back, like, a story mode, yeah. Yeah, and, like, there's, like, um outfits. Like, the outfits that, that they're wearing look fresh. Like, the graphic on, like, the... the tennis court that said like the the names like the when it said mario on the floor i was like yo mm-hmm. they're doing their thing they're doing looks, their thing it looks I like a, it looks game. like a damn good tennis game i like, yeah I, I can't wait honestly i cannot wait and it's um, called mario tennis aces and that's a great name does for a that tennis game. game have a date uh spring 2018 spring 2018 yeah and so oh man i it's cannot soon. wait for that one fuck i want a date on that also yeah, shout out to uh camelot who are the developers are they still in business? They made... Yo, Camelot's Yo, still in business. That's yeah, crazy. I'm surprised. 
That is crazy. Camelot, I remember their logo. For, for man. For people who don't know, Camelot made uh single-handedly the best RPGs ever, aka Golden Sun, uh, which none of you fucking played. But you know, sucks <laughs> to be you. Um, but yeah, no, Camelot's making this game. Like, I'm I'm very happy that Camelot is still in business. I like how we're um we're getting our information right from Gamespot.com. Uh, they have their like everything announced from the Nintendo Direct article, and like I, I like how the write up for Mario like, Mario Tennis Aces is um, from the developer Camelot, the team behind GBA game Golden Sun. Instead of just saying the team behind the Mario sixty four tennis games, like it's it's such a weird reference to make, but I understand it though because Golden Sun uh, is is beloved. I, I think Golden <clears throat> Sun is like their baby. Like they oh, okay. make the Mario sports games, but like Golden Sun is their legacy, and uh... rightfully so. Ease eight is that an eight V I I I Ease eight it is eight Lacrimosa of Dana uh comes out summer twenty eighteen Dana 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 do you do you care at all about Ease Oh wait actually it's not even Dana it's it's Donna yeah Donna yeah La- La- Lacrimosa of Donna Do you have any No uh... I don't care for this game at all Okay I don't care <laughs> It looks like it a looks JRPG. like Monster Hunter It looks like a Actually, it kind of reminds me of a Xenoblade a little bit. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, yeah, which is fine. Maybe it'll be a better Xenoblade th- than the last Xenoblade because apparently people don't like that one. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, like I, I mean, it looks like a it looks like a fine game. I'm not gonna buy it, but it it it's another game that's definitely a niche that could find some success on the Switch. Hopefully, um, uh, we also got. It has a weird ass name, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does have it. I'm curious because I'd never really even like heard of. I mean, I've heard of them, but I never really like even. I, I never knew how these games even played or anything. I don't know what these what those games are about. It looks interesting. It reminded me of Monster Hunter World uh, in in terms of like they just kept fighting monsters and it was JRPG ish and all that all that jazz. And so, if people say it's good, I might look into look into it. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey has a free update coming. With um, a balloon mode, a high. I'm just, I'm just gonna read Gamespot's write up of it because like it's hard to even like put this thing into words. It says, after the main story of Super Mario Odyssey ends, you'll be able to continue your adventures in Mario's epic new world with the help of Luigi. Mario's brother will help will open up access to a competitive balloon world mode where you can work to asynchronously hide balloons for other players to find or search for balloons hidden by other players. You'll be able to move up in global leaderboard in a global leaderboard by both being good at putting balloons in hard to find spots and by quickly finding hidden hidden balloons. In addition, the free update will introduce several new snapshot filters as well as three new outfits being sun sunshine shades plus the outfit modeled after Super Mario Sunshine, musician hat uh, plus the outfit uh, to look like one of the new Donk City musicians, and night har- night armor and a, night- and a helmet. Um, that mode looks like something I'm going to play play a lot because I have an obsession really? with... Really? Yeah, like, just because I have an obsession with, like, the speed, the races in Mario Odyssey. Like, I absolutely love mm-hmm. doing, like, the, the leaderboard stuff in Mario Odyssey. And this looks like the, the evolution of that, and I can't wait to, like... Uh, challenge Barrett in that and have him totally destroy me. Mm. I, it I, seems it's it, it's not a thing that I'll ever touch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess I can see it being pretty cool. Like it, we yeah. we always talked about um Odyssey being like this game that emphasized like exploring like the spaces as much as possible. And outside mm-hmm. of the outside of the free running, I don't think you're really encouraged to 
sort of master movement across them. Yeah. And I think this is probably a a good solution to that. Yeah, and this this is that's why this is exactly the thing I want because like you nailed it on the head when like the the free running is really the only thing that really uh, I mean like a few challenges too are really the only things that are like hey master the movement movement mechanics of this game and like the movie can, movement mechanics are so good in terms of the things you're able to do oh, the yeah, flips you're able I've to do seen, like the, the I've hat seen tricks and all that back stuff. back and forth with uh with Barrett and with yeah. Alex occasionally look you guys are psychos yeah and this is like this is the next evolution of that um of like being able to like okay Barrett fi- and this this is what I want because the way they worded it it seems like you won't be able to like look for certain people's balloons I really hope that you're able to choose look at your friends list and be like I want to find his balloon. Uh, and and go out and go after it if it's because the way the way they made it seemed it looks like it may just be like random in terms of you're like okay here's a random balloon that somebody in the world hid i don't i if if that's what it is i'm gonna be really bummed out that's not what i want um i i don't think it'll be like that just because a system sort of like this is already in place in mario maker where like Mm -hmm. you make your own levels and like you give out your code to people to play it i hope they don't do it by code like I, yeah. I hope that there's legitimately a way to just go through your f- actual friends list and find them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I doubt I d- like. There's definitely probably a matchmaking thing there. Almost, almost definitely a matchmaking there. But there's probably also like a private thing that you can do with your friends. Yeah, I really hope so. Cause I was like being very attentive because I was like, cause I I I watched it the first time and I was like, did they say anything about playing with their friends? I watched it the second time and I was like, they really didn't say anything about playing with your friends. Uh, or do like looking for your friends balloons or anything like that so i really hope i really like i hope it's in there it'd be dumb for them to leave it out like it because that would be that is the appeal appeal to me because that's essentially multiplayer in this uh 3d mario game and that, that that's really cool to me um also i'm we, just happy that uh luigi is part of the odyssey camp. oh yeah shout out to luigi my, my boy that dude's just been like the main game yeah he, he was surprisingly that. absent uh we got SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy coming out in summer 2018. This is another one that kind of appealed to me. Only for the fact, like, not only for the fact, but mainly for the fact that, like, it was, it, it is a fighting game that's predominantly, I think, if not all, uh, female. Like, it's all it's it all ladies from different SA, yes. uh, SNK uh, series. And mm-hmm. that seemed really cool to me. Uh, one, because I just, I just like fighting <laughs> games in general, and I'll, uh, I really want to check this out because this looks cool. And then two, like I feel like that's very like you don't see fighting games being predominantly women. Like that seem that's like that's like I feel like that's a really cool concept and really way really great way to like invite a whole group of people that you don't really I don't as far as what I've seen it doesn't seem like there's like a lot of women really involved in the fighting community very hardcore. And I feel like that's a really cool way to be like hey like. You're invited to our, to uh, to participate in our community. We're gonna we're gonna make a game that even p- appeals to you directly. That's like very empowering in terms of like, hey, these are women that are fighting it out and killing each other. Like that's really cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm I'm there with. I don't feel any strong way about it just because fighting games, but mm-hmm. yeah. no, I'm, yeah, I'm down for I'm down for an all inclusive. Yeah, and I I imagine that, that like this game would be like one of the more, more underwhelming games when it comes to like the wide appeal of the public. This is like one of the ones that, uh, that identified to me personally. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, I'll play a fighting game. Like I'll, I'll, I'll play any fighting game unless it's called Pockin. Uh, that's a lie. I'll play Pockin. I just won't buy Pockin. Um, have your head. Does he like, does he really love that game? He loves, Yo, I just, I literally just saw somebody reply to his tweet from 11 hours ago about how he was excited for the DLC characters. <laughs> Yo, I'll destroy he, it. He is Nato, legitimately excited. Nato, if you're listening to this, 
if you ever play Pokken with me, I'll destroy you. I barely played that game. I know I'll destroy you in Pokken. Uh, I, I just I just want to call somebody out. Um, but yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll destroy you in that game. Mario and Rabbids DLC coming spring 2018 featuring Donkey Kong. That looks interesting, to say the least. I, I this is one of those things, just it. like the um, the uh, Pokken DLC, where I'm like, I don't care. I'm sure this is great mm, for people that yeah. play the game. I'm sure they'll pick it up personally and i think for like the the wide group this is one of those things things where i'm like and in, in your 15 minute direct where everything gets its own slot like everything is equal in this direct essentially this is one of those things that you want to put up there with like um dark souls and like uh, mario tennis and like your other uh, it strikes me as interesting that they they, they kind of like break it off that way but um I don't know. This I'm is what surprised be- they're even doing it in the first place. That that too. Like that too. I like I, the but, the whole game as a whole seemed like such a one off that I I didn't imagine it getting any weirder and getting more Nintendo characters in there. Um, it, it'd be sort of interesting to see how far they push this because like yeah, Donkey Kong and Mario are like they're they're tied together in the fact that like one. Like, they both came about basically in the same game. So they're kind of tied in that way. But I sort of want to see if, like, these guys are crazy enough and if Nintendo is willing enough to just give them, like, the license to, like, all of their characters mm-hmm. and see, like, what uh like what a Mario Rabbids hybrid strategy game looks like with fucking Samus. Like, I kind of oh, yeah. want to see that. Like, that, that. like, that would be crazy. Um, and yeah, like, of course, Donkey Kong being their flagship, uh, mascot for Nintendo, like, it's awesome that they were able to, able to put such, like, a big name and a big character in, into the, into this game. Um, so shout out to Nintendo for, like, I just, I just, star. I, I love that that team is getting to do whatever the hell they want. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you, you never see it really anymore, especially in, like, AAA, sort of. But, like, I love that they're just being allowed to do whatever with yeah. that game. And, and like, just... speaking of things you don't see often payday 2 on switch is coming out on february 27th um and such an such a random port um this is announced uh last year and so like is this has been known that it was coming what i want to know is where is steep because steep was announced forever ago for <laughs> nintendo was switch it really i feel like it I, f- I feel like it was at the first presentation like i feel like i feel like steep was announced like in 2016 almost <laughs> Like I, 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 I feel I, I don't know if I'm crazy, but it's definitely announced for the Switch. But and I feel like it was one of the first things ever announced for the Switch. Um, and I don't know why we haven't oh, gotten further information about Steve. Announced for the Switch. Yeah. Oh, I did not even know. It was like one of the first things announced for the Switch, and like I don't know why we haven't gotten more information on it. Uh, but yeah, Payday Two. I have nothing to say about Payday Two. Just a very random port to me. I'm sure people yeah, will love it though. Uh, Faye it, and Celeste. I don't really think this this console really needs Payday Two, but yeah, yeah, and I guess that's yeah. I don't know what else to say. What else to say to that? I'm sure there's a reason. I just have no idea what it would be. Faye and Celeste are coming to the Switch um, in February and January. So I looked up Celeste. And I watched I watched the trailer the trailer a bit. Why is this? Why is no no offense to the developers of Celeste. Right, Celeste comes from from developer Matt makes games, right? And from the name 
of the developer and from looking at the game like this is like a game that looks like it was like this comes from like one person right it looks cool it looks like kind of like those like kind of like an undertale-esque experience like a game that was made by one person pixelated kind of indie game kind of thing why nintendo gets indie games all the time coming to switch right why is this part of the direct i feel like if you if you're not having darkest dungeon on this direct if you're not having um hollow knight on here if you're not having owl boy on here why is celeste on here because celeste is the most random indie game you can put as part of this direct i never even heard of celeste um i think this was sort legitimately of... its announcement was this really because it's all the all another strange thing oh, is no, that this no. is also it coming says... to ps4 to xbox it like, says it was announced last year. I missed okay. that announcement completely. I've never heard of this game until now. I, I never heard of Celeste um, either. It looked it looked um, cool though. I liked it. I just I'm with you. Like I don't know that it. It's just in so. Direct. Yeah, it's just so random. Cause like you have you have so many um, indie games coming to Switch. Okay, if it was all of them, if it was part of a Nindies presentation, that different. would make sense. Yes, that but, would make one hundred percent sense. This, the Nintendo Mini, like, there's the Direct, and then now now there's Direct Minis, and now there, there are Nindy presentations, too. And I don't really, like, I don't see where, like, this whole presentation really fit. Like, it just that, it that's seems why like that, such that, a weird presentation. That's why know. I'm like, dude, it feels like they got scraps together, and we're like, okay, here, we're all, let's get all. And I'm not, I don't mean to call Celeste scraps because I'm sure that dude worked really hard on that game, and I'm sure it's it's probably great. But it feels like Nintendo was like, what are all the things that we can just, just like pack into this into this direct so that we can have a direct, um, and so that we can give like so that we can give more weight to like dark souls and Donkey Kong Tropical, Tropical Freeze and Mario Tennis and things that we would want to have in a direct. And then we can just like add on some like dlc and like even Faye, right where Faye, Faye, i think Faye, i think fits um even like probably better than than celeste um my problem with Faye is that i don't have a lot of faith in this in Faye as a game and this is something i haven't yeah, said before and this is something that's probably i don't really like Faye at all yeah and i was I'm, i expect that people listening are probably gonna be like what and i'm sure and i'm sure a lot of people who are listening probably also understand because of the fact that like Faye just seems very ambiguous in terms of their marketing their marketing of it this is coming from ea right it's a ea original which one gives me like makes me nervous because like the last ea original i remember is um unraveled right which i mentioned before and unraveled was like okay of a game right and like for Faye to come out being another ea original and being this game is like a 3d kind of platformer-esque kind of game i'm just like okay like i i just played mario and i there's a hat in time that came out recently and there's like ukulele, which is I, and like, is Faye gonna come out and really be the one that's like, oh yeah, this is this is so cool. This is like a new thing, um, especially coming from EA. Like uh, EA, they aren't like the they aren't well versed uh, in terms of making an indie game, or I guess this technically is an indie, but making a smaller title and making something that's charming and something that resonates um, in, in in terms of being that size. And so Faye, I'm just like cautiously, cautiously optimistic about. Like I, I don't mind it being in direct, but I'm also like it's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, this is this is awesome. It's just kind of one of those things where like, okay, cool. Um, and then we already talked about Donkey Kong yeah, Tropical yeah. Freeze, and then the last thing they announced is Dark Souls Remastered, which is coming out May 25th, which is probably the biggest announcement of this direct. Um, and I mean, yeah. I personally, I personally don't care because i never really played dark souls i think i think the impl- the implication is awesome that like we can get a game like dark souls on switch 
Um, and I'm sure I know Ali Mushka is super excited, and a lot of people that are Dark Souls fans <laughs> are super excited, and that's that's super exciting. Um, was this, do you have any like what are your impressions on Dark Souls Remastered coming coming out? Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm excited for it. I probably actually won't play it on the Switch though. Um, mm. Dark Souls. Okay, so the whole thing about the Switch is that like you can you can play the games on your TV, and then you can also play them handheld. And the ability for it to be handheld has informed, like, a lot of the game design and the games that we love about it, you know? Mm-hmm. A moon is very easy to find in uh, in Super Mario Odyssey because moons are built into levels as sort of mini, like, bite-sized levels, you know? It won't yeah. clearly tell you until you find it, but for the most part, like, every every moon is a little level built into a greater level. Um, mm-hmm. Which makes it ideal for going on the train or the bus, or one smart dude brought his switch to jury duty and like he was collecting moons the whole time. Mm. You know, like it's good for that. And like when people know the design of it, it sort of feeds it, like it, it plays well off of each other. Mm. Dark Souls has never been that game. Yeah. Darks, dark, like even you know, like shrines were built into Zelda, which usually has massive dungeons, in order to like convey the same sort of level design that they had in those games, in a way that fits on a mobile system. Dark mm-hmm. Souls Remastered is not suddenly going to become a game that's digestible in bite-sized chunks. But what so if? What if like, you could get okay. like halfway? to your next save point and then just put your game on suspend and then take it to school, go to class, go to the library and just pick up from where you left off. I yeah. Mean, that's fine, but then that also robs like the tension out of like every time you leave your bonfire to get to the next bonfire, it is a very intricate mm-hmm. dance. It is like you are you are on a tightrope while you're doing yeah. that. But I also feel like that's and like a the lot, that's... a lot of what those games well, a lot about what worked is that like you also couldn't pause the game. Yeah. If you can suspend your game now, you can pause it. And I mean, you can do the same in like uh you can do the same on like the PS4 or yeah. the Xbox. Oh, that's you that's what I was about to say. With you. Yeah. That like you can uh, those fe- those features are available on the other on the other platforms, but like I I think for me that's almost that's pretty much like the beauty of the Switch in terms of it being it being a hybrid that like you could I mean you could play it on on the TV and so you can have that same experience right but then like I feel like the the added benefit of taking it with you like I haven't had I haven't had a game so far where like I'm like having it portable has tainted the experience yet like and I and I don't know like if I if I was the type to play Dark Souls being able to take it with me, I couldn't imagine being uh, like I. I imagine I can I can see it in like the, the tension sort of thing of like oh I'm in there okay now I'm playing on the bus which I know I'm gonna have to get off in two minutes and so like it it takes me it takes me out of it, but I feel like this is less that's less of a that's 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 more of a personal choice rather than like the the presence of it on the technology because I feel like that since the technology also exists in a form where you can play it on a TV and play it in long sessions, I feel like this is like the the it. it it being on the Switch just adds more choice rather than changes the way you play it. It does, but, like, I don't... It, it's just a thing about, like, 
dark like dark souls and souls games like they're those games are very atmospheric mm-hmm. um and i think when you remove it from an environment where it can give that off that atmosphere you're robbing the game of a lot of its its own charm in the same way that i say like nintendo has its charm and i mean like it's goofy and and shit like Mm-hmm. what dark souls has going for it because like it's difficulty is one thing but like difficulty is a thing that you can just get over if you become good at it um mm-hmm. it's like playing like, gone the, home right like on a switch where like on yeah portable. yeah like playing yeah. playing gone home on a fucking on a packed like new york city train is not the same as me playing it on a big screen in my living room with all the lights mm-hmm. off yeah but that's the that's the thing about the Switch though is that you can also ha- play it on the big screen in your living room with the light, lights off. No, yeah, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it being on the Switch will necessarily take the atmosphere away from it. It's just it's the it's one of the few games that you tell me like, "Oh, you can bring it with you and play it wherever." And I say, "Why would you want to do that?" Like mm-hmm. it's the only game that's elicited that out of me. Yeah, I think that know, makes like, sense. Ukulele, you can play wherever. You know, like you can plug in your headphones and like, ch- like cheery music in an outside setting, st- like still overrides sort of, um, like the it overrides your setting. Yeah, yeah. Doom and gloom while you're like in the middle of a fucking meadow. Doesn't mesh well. And it's just like it's just a lot of those games is atmosphere, and then if you choose to remove it from the atmosphere, I'm afraid you'll lose a lot of what makes those games. Mm-hmm. You'll still get the same punishing gameplay. You just won't get like you just won't get the dread that those games are supposed to instill. And that sounds like a weird thing to be like, yeah, you should feel dreadful while playing. But also, the game was designed to be dreadful. Yeah, it's the and whole. So it's the, it's, just... it's about atmosphere. Like it's about like yeah. under, like it's about being in that experience. And it's hard. That's something that's hard to do when you're out and about and playing this game in a setting that's not like a comfortable. Like, hey, I'm I'm going to devote all my focus to this thing. Yeah. I, also, I, I just that. don't want to sweat all over my Joy Cons because like those fights get tense and like yeah. I just can't imagine like, like playing it anywhere but like on you like on your couch or in my, your yeah that's one of my one of my biggest gripes when it comes to the like, switch is the the joy cons like playing it playing yeah like they're not something really that's optimal. that intensive on that controller yeah yeah like I, like, even, I love it but like like for, I would like, love to play gameplay no oh yeah I would love to play something like Far Cry or something like that on my switch but like the 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 idea of like aiming and shooting. And I'm, I know Doom is Alan's, and I haven't played it, so I don't know what the first-person shooter experience is like on the Switch. But like, the idea of playing a first-person shooter with those, um, with the, the with the triggers that are on the Joy Cons is like s- sounds like a nightmare. And I have the Pro Controller, and I like the Pro Controller, but that also sounds like a nightmare because those triggers aren't like they aren't analog, right? They're clicking. Like you, you, there's there's still um. And then and then imagine like having analog. to, th- then imagine feeling like oh. Okay, I can mitigate the Joy Cons by bringing my Pro Controller. Now yeah. you have to set up your Switch everywhere you go in order to play it in, a, in, a, in an ideal way, and mm-hmm. then that's just not only like a thing that I like about the Switch being portable is that like I can set it up if I feel good enough about my environment to set it up. Yeah, but yeah. otherwise I can just play it with it in my hands. You know, that's the security blanket right there. If I feel like I need to bust out the pro controller to beat this boss fight 
in the middle of nowhere. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like that's iffy. Yeah. But no, I've, I've it'll do, it'll do fine. It'll do fine on the Switch. I, if anything, I'm glad that more people will play it on the Switch. Because inevitably more people are going to play it on the Switch. Um, yeah. And like this. It's just so not a like, game that. With like, Dar- when From Software said that they were putting games on it, I was like, all right, they're going to test it with Dark Souls. Oh, yeah. If Dark Souls plays good, that's good. Um, but I just I don't see those I don't see those games particularly being for those systems. That's it. Hmm. And I I can understand that. I mean I mean I I disagree in the sense that like it doesn't have it. You can play it at home and that like it you essentially have the access to the same same experiences you would on a PS4 if you just don't take it around. Like I and I would even say that like that's yeah that's almost limiting the the this the switch in a sense as a system because like it they they market it as a home console even though i kind of disagree that uh, i would mark it as a handheld if i was nintendo but they market it as a home console and like it it um i, I feel like the benefit of the switch is that it can get it could get those types of experiences and like the, the experiences that would you would take around um town and you have access to play either experience um as both right like i, I can get a pokemon suit and that i can play on my tv that's exciting or i can get a um uh, got a walking simulator that I could play play around, and I there, there might be no reason for me to play a walking simulator on the bus or out and about, but I mean I have I I can still play that at home or or I can play that at home or I can play Pokemon on the go um on the same console. But um what I was what I was was going to say is that like the announcement of Dark Souls I f- feel like rounds out my feeling of the whole direct, which is like you you have. I'm, I'm trying to find my list you have dark souls right you have donkey kong tropical freeze you have uh payday 2 hyrule warriors uh pocken well pocken tournament dlc so i guess that doesn't count but the four four games i just listed right out of however many few games this is four of them are ports slash remasters right and they're they're mm-hmm. exciting well i can't even say exciting payday 2 is that's not really exciting um, no, yeah, Hyrule Warriors, that. that's not really exciting. <laughs> Don Kong Tropical Freeze is a little bit exciting. Dark Souls is exciting for a group of people. Uh, and it's, I, I like the idea of remasters. I think remasters are awesome. I think remasters were great during the first couple of years during the Xbox One and PS4 era because they weren't getting a lot of third-party games because third parties were nervous about making new games because they didn't know how the new consoles were going to sell, sell and all that stuff. And so... Well, for Switch, Switch is kind of going through a similar thing of, like, third parties are now just realizing, oh, we got to make games for the Switch, but they don't realize, they, they're not able to have those games out until upcoming years, right? And so now Switch kind of has to make do with some remasters, right? I like the idea of remasters. Remasters, remasters, remaster good games. Like, remasters are awesome when Ooh. they're the you're, right you're, remasters. You're you're walking on thin ice. Are you trying to say that Dark Souls is not a good game, sir? Oh no, Dark Souls is a good game. I'm not saying I'm not saying any of these games are bad. These are all good games, right? Payday 2, Dark Souls, all these games are good games. I'm talking about remaster the right games. I, I think is 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 a better way to put it. Remaster the right games, right? Like Dark Souls. I think Dark Souls probably. I, I would put. I'll make a check mark of Dark Souls being like okay, I can, acceptable. Like Dark Souls is an acceptable. Like that's cool. It's like a, it's it's a game for a that that a community loves. And like people are, people absolutely adore like Dark Souls is some people's favorite game of all time, right? Like that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze that makes me that makes me kind of taken back a little bit because I'm like, where is the next Donkey Kong game? 
and yeah that's i mean that's that's pretty much my response to it payday 2 i'm like why um uh what was the other hyrule warriors i'm like why uh like there are other and this isn't just me being like we're a smash i want smash we're a smash but like smash is a game that is trapped on the where is smash yeah yeah like i'm I'm there with you like i feel like a lot of a lot of this is them diverting their resources into smaller projects for reasons that i don't know i got into a debate on twitter about smash because like uh somebody was like yo like they're they're probably just working on the next one or like you'll you'll get smash eventually like if it's not if it's not now it'll be later and you'll get the next one and i'm like yo that's great and all like i understand that they're always going to be working on a smash game right like we're there there's going to be a smash on switch right eventually i don't have i don't have any worries that there's not gonna be smash on switch my worry is that smash on the wii u and 3ds are trapped on those platforms and smash wii u right in my opinion right like i know this is gonna offend some some fans of melee but smash wii u is the is the pinnacle right of the smash experience in terms of like in terms of it being hd in terms of it being it having the greatest roster of any game i've ever seen that game has cloud ryu uh mario pac-man sonic (laughs) like like come on fam but you (laughs) know who they don't have anymore solid you too no, Solid Snake. Sol- they, they do have Mutex and everyone. But yeah, Solid Snake. Like, that's all you... That's Imagine that. Imagine that trailer. Dude, imagine imagine this trailer, right, at E3. Sonic comes out. He Sonic is, like, running. Up, upcoming next to him is Cloud with a, with a sword. They they collide with Ryu and Mario. Padman comes out, uh, comes from the sky, smashes on the play field, right? And they, all, and they all start, like, smashing, as in, like, fighting, not, like, smashing. But, like, they all start, like, they all get into combat. And out of nowhere, right... There is a nuke that drops on the field, and then Solid Snake joins the battle. Like, what? How crazy would that be, right? And it's just eight eight player smash with all these different icons of the industry reuse and is in is in their throwing hands. Like, do you not get chills? Come on, Nintendo! Like, make it happen. Um, but yeah, no, my 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 big my big worry is that that game gets stranded on that console, that console that barely anybody had, that console that nobody played. Um. And we now have Switch, which is like w- becoming um, uh, one of the most successful consoles of all time, seemingly. And it's just that game, Smash Four, was so good, right? I, p- I played quite a bit of that game. The game was amazing. And you're, th- I'm, I'm a big Smash fan. I literally fan. invented like a fake holiday just yeah. to play that game. <laughs> like the the night that game came out i can't remember what time i stayed up to i stayed up a long time because my friend got that game and all and our whole friend group i don't stay up late my friend group gathered together i think we slept over at this dude's house to play smash like it it, it was it was an event and it's it's a game that will sell consoles it'll it'll sell the switch and if they make if they make smash 5 that'll also sell the switch they don't they don't have to worry i guess they don't really have to worry in in that regard right if smash 5 eventually comes out but Man, Smash Four deserves being here. And if it's not here, then hopefully it'll be at E three. And if it, because I can see that being a fall game easily. And if it's not at E three, then I th- I just it's not happening, and that happening. upsets me. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, Mario Maker. I just want Mario Maker, y'all. Smash or Nintendo, give me Mario, give me Mario Maker. Like, come on, fam. Like, yeah. Give me Metroid Maker. 
the question I want to ask you is, how do you feel about Nintendo's 2018 so far? I have no, I'm, I, I didn't quite realize it until you said it, but like, I don't know what their 2018 is. And exactly. That's, that's my like problem with this direct. Worrying. That's like a little that's like worrying. My pro- that's my biggest problem with this like, direct, right? This time last year, we knew we were getting like Zelda some... Breath of the Wild yeah. in February. And like right now, I'm like, okay, the main thing I'm looking forward to as far as my Switch in spring is Mario Tennis, and that's it. I think I think we get a direct two months from now, like laying out the year. And I think that if we come to that direct and we don't legitimately know anything big and solid, we there there's cause for concern. I think for now they're yeah. riding a high. They're riding a high. You know, they're they're filling in things, you know, they're they're filling in small gaps right now. You know, there, there's there's inevitably going to be like some small-ish game that comes out in the next month that people are going to love mm-hmm. and that we're just not remembering right now, you know. Um I'm still I'm still I'm calling it early but like man Wargroove is game of the year 2018. That's going to be a good game. Coming out, that's coming out that's this pretty, year. That's like, gonna we be know great. that's coming yeah. out this year. Um <coughs> There are, yeah, like, there are I, a lot of I, random I, things. Like there are a lot of random like Hollow Knights coming out this year. Owlboy's coming out this year, which is going to be like a I mean that's not a new game. It's another it's another port, but like Owlboy is awesome and especially portable. That is awesome. Um uh, I, I, I forget what other what other things I've said before, but like you have that you have the tennis, you have like the the ports that are coming, right? So you have like a lot of small titles and a lot of like, there's no Mario, of course, there's no Zelda, of course, there's no Metroid, there's no Pokemon, there's no big thing, there's Dark Souls, but there's there's no like. Do you think Pokemon doesn't make it this year? I don't think it's coming this year. No. Okay. I, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm holding out hope for it because like we like nobody thought they were gonna hit October twenty seventh either with yeah Mario and then they did so I think there's a bigger chance of Bayonetta three coming in the fall Fuck but I don't know that's true that is I don't know well and like Metroid out. four is obviously Retro Prime four is obviously not not this year I don't think no no I don't think we just see that for like at least two years yeah like if they announced a new Donkey Kong game instead of the instead of the uh, port. I would have been all about that. I would have been like, okay, cool. I would have, I would have held a, a new 2D Donkey Kong up there, not with Mario and Zelda, but like maybe like a, in the same class as a Splatoon, you know? Like, yeah. but even like in that case, like, are there any games this year that are Splatoon two level or like Dark Souls? But that's not even like a yeah, Nintendo or like that's not even like a new game. That's just a re- that's a remaster, right? Mm-hmm. People have played that before. It's not like the same, like. No, yeah. I guess the same I, thing could be argued for Splatoon two. That's Splatoon two remaster, <laughs> Splatoon one. But um, no, don't say that. Yeah, I just said um, it. But yeah, no, I I feel you. I feel you. Like I I don't know what their twenty eighteen is like, and I, I again, if we if we find ourselves on this podcast again, one or two directs from now, and we don't know, then we have cause for concern. But I think yeah. right now, they're chilling. It's fine. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think I hope... they need to come out of the gate 2018 like swinging. You know, they they came out of the gate with the Switch swinging, and then ended yeah. the year swinging with Mario. And like, I think I will say, I sorry, I keep interrupting, but because I, I always have, I keep, I have a lot of thoughts about this direct. I will say this: I can't remember the last time Nintendo had a presentation 
or a direct or any any type of thing like this where I was like, wow, they blew it away. Like, wow, they, they killed it, right? E3 was like the closest thing where I was like, wow, they, that was actually really good where they announced Metroid Prime 4 and Pokemon Pokemon um, to come out in five to ten years. Um, but like last Nintendo presentation was worse than this, like trash. Um, well, maybe not worse than this, actually. That's a lie. That's it's not. It wasn't worse than this. But the last Nintendo presentation was bad and the year ended up pretty great for them. So maybe this presentation, this direct being not, I mean, this direct being mediocre might still pan out pretty good for the year. I don't know. Imagine like 2017 was just like, it was, it was just for the switch. Like it was just for the switch Mm -hmm. in 2017. Like they, they lost it after this. Like that would imagine, be, that, imagine that, that's my biggest that's end. my biggest fear. Like they they don't they don't actually have anything for the Switch. That's what, like okay, we're gonna cancel production on this. Other responses I got on Twitter, eleventh generation. I got, I got responses on Twitter being like, well, like I mean, I just tr- I trust Nintendo. Like they they seem like a green company that knows what they're doing. And I was like, yo, guys, the Switch came out eleven months ago, or yeah, eleven months ago, right? I'm not making that up, right? It came out in February, uh, 2017. Came out March. Yeah. So we were in the we were in the Wii U era, twelve months ago. The worst era Nintendo Nintendo has had as a company. The Wii U sold nothing. We I'm not willing to put my trust in Nintendo blindly. Like I'm, they had a great 2017. <coughs> Zelda and Mario were awesome. I'm not gonna take that and be like, okay, Nintendo knows what they're doing. Nintendo has to prove to me that they know what they're doing. Like I can't, I can't, I'm not at that, at that stage yet. PlayStation, I could be like, okay, PlayStation knows what they're doing. Uh, I won't. I won't say the same for same for Xbox necessarily, even though the the uh, Xbox doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, Xbox. They're having some struggles. I, I feel like I w- if I was Xbox, I wouldn't even know what to do at this point. Um, and so I don't. I don't necessarily blame Xbox for not knowing what they're doing. Um, but yeah, Nintendo. I can't just be like, oh yeah, it's Nintendo. They know what they're doing because like I said that when the Wii U was about to come out, and look what happened. And like, you know, Star Fox Zero happened, right? That's Mario Ultra Power Tennis, whatever it was called for Wii U, happened. Like, mm. All right, that's we we should move on because this podcast is getting really long, and I'm sorry for those yeah, listening. This was, podcast is this long. I was long. gonna tell you, yeah. Let's yeah. Give it questions. Um, let's go to questions real quick. We're gonna we're gonna have to speed through these. First question comes from Andrew Taylor. He says, "Yo, Donkey Kong Tropical Tropical Freeze, am I right?" You're yeah, wrong. you're right. You're right. I guess. I guess you're right. Chris News. Just just picture just picture the gif of uh of like the close up on Trump as he like mouths wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh Chris News <laughs> asks, does Nintendo need another direct before E three or do they just stay the course? They, I think we kind of established at the end there that yeah, they need another direct. I don't like, know I, 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 cause I don't want to wait till June to find out what their twenty eighteen is like. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about Nintendo is that, and I'll even compare them to Xbox in this respect, that like spring, spring seems to be PlayStation's territory. Like, and Xbox has the benefit of having third parties. I think I said this before, Xbox has the benefit of having third parties on their device. And so Xbox is going to have a good year no matter what. Nintendo, I feel like with all these small titles announced, and then also they have a lot of indies that they didn't highlight as much as, at this direct. I, I think this, the spring we have, I wouldn't be surprised if this is all we have, and then we get to E3, and they're like, "Here's fall," and then we 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 get a, um, like Bayonetta three or something like that. I definitely um, I don't I don't think we get a big release in their spring. 
Like, I, yeah, I, I say that. Same, yeah. Like, like it's I think too just... late. Like, Nintendo's not the type to do the the whole announce and then release in, like, two mm-hmm. months. Shit. I think the big like, releases are Wolfenstein 2 and Bayonetta 3. If like, they I were think... that, I would say that 2018 would be a fucking failure for Nintendo then. Yeah. At least for spring. Like, I could see their fall, them coming out with some fire. But, like, even then, like, what from what we got today, um, or last week as the time you're hearing this, I'm like, I don't know. Um... But yeah, I I I would like the I, I would like for it to happen for another direct to happen. But I don't know. I would also wouldn't be surprised if we got another direct two weeks from now. That was a big direct. Like that's the thing is that like since this is just a, a mini direct, I could easily see them doing like a big direct and being like, okay, here's our actual actual direct, and here and they just drop drop some juggernauts. No, yeah, I don't. I, I can see it either that, way. Like, we get a direct before the end. Like, okay, the switch will make its twelve. It'll make its year in in the beginning of March. I honestly don't think in the next month and a half we don't go without a direct that sort of like celebrates that and then is sort of mm-hmm. like them saying, and here's what you can look forward to in year two of the Switch. Yeah. I could see I could see I could see Nintendo doing literally anything. I could see a Nindies direct coming out and being like, here are all the indies we have, and that being the thing until E3. I could see I could see a direct for a specific game. A um I could see a uh pokemon direct being like hey here's here's all the information you know about pokemon i mean they did right? it before I, didn't they do a pokemon centric direct to announce yeah like, well yeah, like, to, they, they did that for pokemon ultra sun and ultra moon weirdly and pokemon yeah. and, and pokemon um yeah and so like i could see like, them doing Nintendo's crazy i can see them doing they, a they number of things do it i could also see them being silent until e3 and so, like, I have no idea. Like, if they come no, out they've, they've two weeks es- from they've now, they've established a good rhythm with their directs. Like, when was the last direct? Wasn't it like uh, October? I think August. October. It was this last fall no. for sure. Yeah, and that was a yeah, Nindy's thing. I feel like right, and so and that was pretty good. And so, like, I yeah. I think I think we get like at least one of these big ones a quarter, and like some of these smaller ones in between. Like, they they have a good rhythm. Like, it's not an established routine, mm-hmm. but. We got a mini now. I assume in March we're getting a full direct, and then we'll probably get maybe another Nindies in between that and E3, and then at E3 we get another full blown direct. Mm-hmm. You know, like these these are kind of partitioned off like in a good enough rhythm from last year that I could like we could we could plot this out now even though I don't want to, and we would probably. We would probably be dead, like dead on about their schedule. Yeah. So I I don't think like we go with silence from Nintendo. We'll see, because I I wouldn't be surprised either way. Uh, Pixel Brave says, "Here's a question: How come I'm not on this episode to talk about how fire the world ends with you is? Because uh, I still don't we're, know what that game is. No. Yeah, we don't we don't even know. Like I don't." You could you could definitely hit me up and tell me all Yo, about it because Pixel or Pixel Brave really excited. Make one of those fire videos you do when you're when you're on Twitter and you're and you and you and because you have you have good uh, video presence. Make one of those videos and let let us know what's dope about uh the world ends with you. Like even even like what is it like? Let me know. Um, but he has a real question, which is on the real. Considering most of the news was ports, are there any ports you were hoping for but you didn't get? And we already answered this question, but for me, yeah. it's Smash and Mario Maker. I really want and Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. Everybody keeps saying that. Is that game really that good? 
I've heard it's fantastic. I didn't have a Wii U. I was like I yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a Wii U either. But that game that game I hear is fantastic, and I want to experience it. And I don't want to have to play a Wii U to play it. Everybody keeps like, talking that, about that game. <laughs> yeah, that's another one of those games that's really good, but trapped on that system, and that like unfortunately like it didn't get ported over to even the 3ds so like Mm. it didn't even get a second life on its most popular system at the time i do think that we eventually get it on the switch i don't think we get it anytime soon on the switch which is unfortunate but i i think because like that game didn't do anything crazy good like like crazy Mm. revolutionary on the wii u it's just like uh, i hear it's just like a really good um like puzzle game that got stuck there. So I mm. want to see that on the Switch. Paul Warren asks or he well he says uh they're doing good in the talking about Nintendo. Uh but he then asks, but are you expecting even more from a non mini direct or an E3? And we can't, we already touched this. Um yeah, yeah. but the answer they're is yes. Mario much. Rivera says who in Nintendo Canon is a fuckboy? Now, let me tell you about this boy named Luigi, all right? No! Luigi. Not my boy. No, no, not having it. Really? Like, look at him. Like, he gets he gets schooled by Mario and the whole fam all the time. Like Yeah, so he's the loser of the pack. He can't be the loser and the fuckboy of the pack. Well, what, what constitutes a fuckboy? Like, how, how would you define it? All right, fuckboys have always been, like... They're, they're dudes who, like, fuck around too much. Like, people, when people reference fuckboys, they usually refer to them, like, in regards to their relationships or, like, the mm. fact that, like, they screw around a lot, you know? Like, they don't... Oh, they don't... see, that that's the different that's different from what I was thinking. I was thinking somebody who's just, like, whack, like, lame. No, no, like, no, no, no. Okay. Otherwise, we'd be hmm. fuckboys. But we're not fuckboys. In that boys. case, Mario, right? Yeah. Like absolutely obviously. mario yeah i think so yeah I, he he goes like he he goes to space and fucks around with rosalina comes back down to earth fucks around with peach you know yeah. did he feel Kong? like i feel like luigi probably Kong? isn't like a good lover so daisy probably comes to him you yeah know, like i think mario is the fuck boy mario is and i i 100 believe diddy kong is part of that pack like diddy kong definitely like look at him why diddy kong Look at him. Like, he obviously, like, he obviously gets around. Like, that dude, is like... The, is it the hat? It is the is swag. The that he shoots peanuts from his gun? He, he, has, he has this whole vibe about him that's just like, yeah, this guy, he's dirty. He's dirty. He's dirty. <laughs> Paul Warren know, has He two has qu- a Nintendo hat. He's pretty cool. <laughs> I have two more questions. We already asked a question for Paul Warren, but he has two more. Uh, have you guys been using your Switch docked or undocked or both? I play uh, both. I it depends you on the play game. It docked. I, I play it docked I, a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever dock it unless unless I'm playing like Just Dance because parties. Um, but I I always have mm-hmm. it undocked. Yeah, I really like it docked because like I feel like a lot of these games shine when they're on TV. Like Breath of the Wild, I feel like that game is meant to be played on TV. Um, it probably. I know that's an unpopular. I've only done it for probably twenty minutes. Docs. Yeah, like, cause like you understand. I think I, I think that's why I have such a high regard for that game is that like I played it on TV the whole time and playing it on TV, it like kind of like turned me on to the fact that yo, this game is Miyazaki Skyrim. Like this game is 
this game is huge. Like this game is is, is it's huge. And like I didn't get that same when I play it on on handheld. I don't get that same kind of breadth. Like it doesn't feel as big as it does when I play it on TV. And I'm like, oh, this game this, this is a huge experience. Um, so and like games like Floor Kids and Pl- NBA Playgrounds and Golf Story. Like Golf Story, I play on my Switch for sure. Like Golf Story belongs on the on the uh, handheld. Uh, uh, face pad whatever it's called um undocked face pad pad. i don't know i can't think of the word uh last question comes from uh paul warren again he says if ok beast had loot boxes what would be in them um wild shit that we said on the ok beast game of the year podcast Ooh, uh bad opinions and disappointment i'm just kidding we had that question last week can the legendary item can the legendary item in the OK Beast podcast loop box be um, Alex talking about the Persona 5 soundtrack? Oh, God. Don't even get me started. Or even the near... Oh, there's a... There's a, there's oh, a crime room. happening. Yeah, if you hear that. I don't know if people could hear that in the microphone. They probably can since you can hear it. Uh, man, I'm, okay. I'm moving, man. I moved to this new place, and all of a sudden, you figure out it's the hood. You figure out in the wrong <laughs> way, though. Uh, it's okay though. You're Hood Obama. You bring Hood Obama. Stuff. You, th- I think there'll be video essays for sure, and there would be um in these loot boxes there would be different. What would be like a thing for a skin? Different um outros. I don't know. There'd be different intros for sure, like the Yo, what's up from me, or like what. However, Alex intros the uh, Pixel Pulse Radio, which I don't listen to. However, Ian intros A Plus Anime, which I also don't listen to. We, we need we um, need an intro of you just saying. Um, I forget how it was exactly that you said it, but on the podcast you kept saying that, like, r- remember I'm black. Like, I want that <laughs> as your intro. For those for those listening, I'm black. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Take, there you go. Somebody cut that out as a sound black. bite, and then <laughs> send it to me so I can oh, put it as my text tone. Why don't we have an OKB okay 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 soundboard? Oh. We. Oh, that would be awesome. If you have it, if you if you're out there and you have ideas for an OKB okay soundboard, let us know with such hits as. If you're in case you're listening, I'm black. Or Persona Five sounds like it was mixed by by a high schooler. <laughs> or whatever Alex said. Uh that about takes us to the end of the show. Wow, this has been a long episode. Uh but that's Good what happens when you're talking about Nintendo. It. And that's what happens when Moises comes on because Moises doesn't know when to stop talking. Ain't that right, Moises? Excuse me, I'm not the one that launched into a rant about why I hate Warriors games. I don't, I don't. I don't hate Warriors games. I just hate that they're remastering Hyrule Warriors specifically. I like Hyrule and Warriors. Like, those are two things I appreciate a lot. The OK Beast podcast is a weekly gaming and nerd culture centric show. This is where we get together and talk about the biggest topics in games and culture. If you like the show, subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit okbeast.com and follow at okbeast now on Twitter and Instagram. I've been blessing. You can of course follow me personally at blessing jr I almost i almost said at okbeast now and i was like that's not my twitter um also remember to like okbeast on facebook.com slash okbeast um that that has been moises Tavares. you can uh, follow him on twitter at some dumb username we will see you guys next week say bye to the people moises bye y'all <laughs>